Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the best show. This is, well, not welcome back. Welcome. I mean, I'm welcoming you, welcoming you back in a larger sense that it's another episode of the show, but this is the beginning of the show and I'm welcoming you to it. So welcome back, my friends, to the show that never ends, the best show. How many years in are we? 20 something? 20? 21? What are we at? 22. 22, but I'm saying like, it's 21 now. It's, it'll be 22 in October. Right. Yeah. Um, so welcome back, my friends, to the show that never ends, the best show. And uh, it is the month of March. And you know what happens in March is you got March Madness. And I don't know anything about what's happening with that this year. I'm assuming that a lot of players that will be lawyers in three years are now being heralded as the greatest things that ever happened to sports. Come on, Tom. Um, got to root. You got to root for St. Peter's, Jersey City. You're, gonna, you're missing out on the St. Peter's phenomenon. I, I know nothing about it. Blocks, oh, blocks from the studio. It's it's exciting. Great. Well, good for them. I look forward to potentially buying a car from <laughs> their all-star forward uh, in four years. Yeah. yeah. Um. Now, well, look. I ain't watching student films. I ain't watching student athletes. It's just how I roll. I demand professionalism. And it's ironic when you think about the quality of my broadcasting abilities that I demand professionalism. I don't have a booming voice where I can say, where I can do like a chicken wing commercial or anything like that. I never had those skills where I could do, 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 uh, say coming up next, we got a double shot of Steppenwolf. I never had that. I just have grit and guts. And, oh, no, I'm starting to sound like one of those people that explains what they like about college basketball that I'm doing. I do radio the right way. That's always the great thing when people are like, they do it the right way. They play the right way. Yeah. Um. But look, God bless everybody. Best of luck to everybody over at St. What is it? St. Paul John's St. Peter's St. Peter's. Congratulations to everybody at St. Peter's. When, when do they play again? Friday, Friday. They play Purdue. Okay. Well, I'd like to bet, uh, $980,000 <laughs> on the game for St. Peter's. It's St. Peter's. Yes. yes. Okay. I'll put nine hundred eighty grand on St. Peter's to uh, what's the spread on the game? What do we got? I don't know what the spread is. Yeah, they'll they'll be underdogs. That's for sure. Yeah, what but kind they, of action? They have a good chance. What think, kind of action are we talking about? Let me, let well, me per, see. Let me per, see. Purdue's Give me ranked the spread on this. I mean, they already beat I think the number two or three school in the in number the, two. Yeah, and that Kentucky. was the, that was their first game. So then, who they beat now for that? They they beat beat Kentucky. Both, oh, well, I both like Kentucky's that, teams. That, that that's the that bum uh, John Calipari coaches Kentucky, who was was such a a, a flop when he he 
ran the nets further into the ground. John Calipari had everybody going, uh, bring back Butch Beard, please. Um, hey, Tom, I, I think I'll take that action with this Purdue game. What's that? Purdue is a 12.5 point favorite. 12, 12 and a half favorite. points. I'll, I'll, I'll St. Bet, Peter's is getting 12 and a half points. I'll bet St. Peter's 980 grand. I'll do St. Peter's on that. I'll do. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, You're going to take St. Peter's. I'll take St. Peter's. Yeah. Oh, okay. St. Peter's. I, I, I got It's Jersey pride. I'll take St. Peter's. Okay. Will you, um, will you guys explain that to me? Because I don't know what you mean by twelve point spread. I don't. It means I don't, if I don't gamble, guys. Okay. Well, just imagine. Let me explain it to you in terms. I'm not a degenerate. You, here, I'll explain it in terms you might understand. <laughs> yes. Eddie Van Halen. Thank you. Good start. There we go. It's a great start. Uh huh. Eddie Van Halen is saying he's the best guitarist ever. Yes. And now somebody's saying. Well, I think that's, I think that, um, I think that Richie Blackmore is the greatest guitarist ever. That's tough. And then somebody says, well, I'm going to say, well, because if we assume who's the best, let's, who's the best guitarist there? What are we saying on this? Who's the actual best guitarist? Who do we think? Jimmy Hendrix. Let's say Jimmy Hendrix. Okay. Let's say, let's say Jimmy Hendrix. Prince. Well, look, (laughs) this is deteriorating. (laughs) <laughs> no, 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 no. Please, I have Hendrix, to know how this works. Hendrix is the best. If Hendrix is the best, and then Richie Blackmore, and look, I'm going to get this wrong, and I know people are going to be screaming at me because I'm, <laughs> I'm making it up as I go along, and I'm trying to be funny also. So please, any degenerate gamblers who are screaming at... Wrong! Screaming. Tom! Well, I can this, represent them for you. He's not explaining <laughs> the spread the right way. <laughs> so what it comes down to is this okay if there's two teams jason eddie van halen or, richie blackmore no we're, we're going to actual sports now i'm gonna i'm not gonna try to <laughs> okay. make it work with well i'm not gonna understand okay well you're gonna you will when i'm done with this okay if there are two teams one team is better than another say that one team is better than another team everybody knows oh this team is generally better than the team A is better than team B going into it. It's understood. It's more likely that team A will win the game outright. Does that make right. sense? That makes perfect sense. Yes. And well, maybe the favorite. Yeah. They are the favorite. Maybe they have home court advantage. Maybe they're just a better team. Maybe somebody's injured on the other team. Whatever it is, it adds up to team A is the favorite. So gamblers, they don't want that. Because <laughs> it would be because then everybody's going to bet only everybody's only going to bet on team A. Because who would bet on team B? There's no there's no reason to bet on team B because why would you pick? Why would you why would you pick the the less likely win if you were gambling? Does does that make sense? Yes, it does. So what you do is you add a point spread, which you spot team B. X number of points to even out the bet. So that way you can get action on both teams. You have somebody who'll go, well, I still think team A. So the, so the, 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 the odds makers say, all right, well, we've evaluated team A, we've evaluated team B, and we're going to say that there's an eight points. We figure eight points would even out to make it a, a basically a coin flip. If you, if you give an eight point spread 
to say that, hey, if I decide to bet on team B, who is the lesser of the two teams, I, they, they could lose and still win. But exactly. With with the points, you could bet on team B. And if team B only, if team B loses by one point, you win if the spread is above one point. That, so Purdue, that makes sense. Yeah, so that makes Purdue is giving sense. twelve and a half points, so they have right. to they have to beat St. Peter's by 12, at least like thirteen 12 points. Yes, yeah. there's no such I mean, thing as a half point. I don't know how they get it down to half points, but that's look, another in the, topic. Yeah. In the real world, the actual players on Purdue are saying we only have to win by one point yeah. to win, <laughs> but that's not what every degenerate gambler cares about. <laughs> right? They will right. consider the Purdue players to be to be uh losers if they win the game by three points. Yeah. Everybody will be mad at them. Everybody who bet on Purdue will be mad at them because they didn't cover the spread. Have you ever heard that? You've heard that expression. Yes. Yeah. Covering yeah. the spread. Well that's what covering the spread means. Jason, a great movie to watch would be Uncut Gems if you've never seen it. It's you should a- watch Uncut, Uncut Gems. Gems, Jason. I will watch I have seen it. You should watch it. it. Well, you should I'll just, watch it again. You should you should watch that and yeah. check it out. Mm-hmm. There's also the Vig. Do you know what the Vig is? No. Jason? I, what's the Vig? The Vig is kind of the the price of doing business. Is that fair to say, Mike? Yeah, it's the a, Vig. A tax. The, the Vig is the tax that that just that way because gambling is not a charity, and it generally favors. <laughs> That way, the people <laughs> running the book, doing the bookmaking, um, they get a taste. They get a taste regardless of the outcome. Gotcha. Right? Is that is that that? Yeah, they got to right, get Mike? their their piece. Yeah, yeah, they get their piece of the action regardless. Even even yeah, because look, they can take a bath. If suddenly some weird fluky thing happens, and if everybody picked like a weird underdog. And then that underdog wins. That is bad news for them. That is the last thing they're expecting. And look, also, I'm not a gambler. My gambling consists of I go to a casino. I go to a slot machine. I look for one, a slot machine that has characters from a movie or a TV show. I enjoy (laughs) (laughs) whether it's Herman Munster or, or sex in the city or I'm like, ooh, they're like my friends. So I sit down with my friends and start feeding money into it. That's the extent. Don't, I am not a a hardcore gambler by any stretch. I never do sports betting. So if I'm if if I'm saying any of this wrong, it's all secondhand at best for me with this stuff. So oh, this is the first time I've ever under I've ever under, understood it. So the first time you've ever understood the idea of points. Points, yeah. I never knew. Look, the only way you knew points is when uh, a young man named Christopher Hardwick would shout it out at uh, <laughs> Kurt Brownoller yeah. and Dan St. Germain when he would shout out that when they came up with a funny Star Wars pun. <laughs> um, That's where I thought it came from. You thought, man, I'll tell you, if, if that dude, if that dude had, had his head screwed on right, He'd be doing commercials where he'd be like, Hey, go to FanDuel and points. He'll get you points. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I'd do if I was him. But look, he's got all this Patty Hearst money. 
not Patty Hearst, my, well, Patty Hearst, the rest of the Hearsts. He married into the Hearst family. So I don't think he's worried about doing FanDuel commercials anytime soon. <laughs> like, yeah. I don't think he's clipping coupons yeah. anymore. Yeah, no, he's, he's okay. <laughs> I don't think he's, uh, he's, uh, rolling up and down the aisles of Costco, uh, figuring out how many, uh, how many, uh, pickle chips he can eat if it's worth buying a, <laughs> buying a 10, 10 gallon jug of pickle chips. When they say these pickles are butter, butter, right? Is that what they say? Bread and butter. Bread and butter. Bread and butter. What does that mean? It's good on a sandwich? It's a sweeter pickle. The, the bread and butter pickle is pretty popular in the South. I eat it but, on uh, sandwiches a lot. Okay. Yeah. Now, I, I enjoy bread and butter pickles. They're a little, little sweeter and a little, uh, a little, a little, uh, less, uh, less, uh, dill. They're not even dill at all. They're like, but why are they called? It's so a why bread and butter because they, they it's implied that they're that they come with sandwiches. <laughs> so apparently, back in the day when the pickles were being made, uh, people would barter for these pickles with bread and butter. That's not true. That's what it says. I look. I looked up. I went on people Bing. Would barter I went on with Bing. bread and butter. <laughs> yeah. For pickles, they the family made pickles different times. of their undersized yeah, cucumbers. Those were different times, Mike. <laughs> and they oh, come times. on, man! Come on, Simpl- give me simpler times. I got three pieces of bread. All right, I'll put extra butter on it. You got to give me more pickles, man! Come on, yeah, man! Yeah, you have sweet sweet pickles. Hey, man! Hey, man! How many? Uh, I want some of them bread and butter pickles, man. <laughs> All right. Well, how much bread? How much bread you got? Oh, like half a loaf. All right, I'll give you like eight pickles for that. <laughs> what if I butter it? All right, ten. 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 Yeah. Let's round up to ten. We'll give you. I'll give you ten. Come on, man. Ten. Make it twelve, and then we got a deal, man. He's turning into Rodney Dangerfield a little bit. A little bit. We're bouncing all. We're going from Foghorn Leghorn to Rodney Dangerfield. We're covering all the bases. That's what we do here on the best show. And now this is now that we got our gambling talk out of the way. Anybody wants to give me some action on St. Peter's again? Nine hundred eighty grand. I'm willing to put down. Um, I also want to bet on. Um, also, we'll bet on any action anybody's giving from. Um, Moon Knight, this new Moon Knight series coming up. I want to bet that Moon Knight um, wins in the end. And because uh, I'm hearing this Moon Knight, uh, all the talk online consists of is, is Moon Knight one of the chosen people? Is he, is he, is he, is he, uh, is, is Moon Knight of the Jewish faith? And I know this is very important to two people I know. Uh, both of which were potential proteges of mine at one point. Basically, <laughs> H-Man and Z-Man care about this more than life itself, and they want to know what's up. I'm willing to bet 980 grand on the basketball game. I'll also do another $310,000 that Moon Knight in the season finale uh, converts to Christianity <laughs> and um 
becomes a pastor. If if I could get some odds on that. And uh, Jason, do you know what the over under is when you hear that? Have you heard that as a phrase? I have heard the phrase, but I have no idea what it means. Well, here's what the over under would be. Okay. In relation to moonlight, moon night. No, no. In relation to sports. Okay. It's say it's basketball. Okay. And I bet on the the Purdue St. Peter's game. And I say, and the, the bookmakers will set the over under, which is to say the cumulative amount of points for both teams, for example. They've set it at like, 100, 136.5 points. Yeah. They, when you add up both teams scores both teams. and then you say, Oh, I think they're going to, I think it's going to be a high scoring game. I'll take the over. And other people be like, well, no, I think it's going to be a, def- a very defensive minded game. I don't think no, I, I don't think they're going to get that number when you add up both of their scores. I'll take the under. So that's I'd what take the, the under, over, under on St. Peter's. They're a defensive team. I would take the uh, I would take the under on uh, that game also because it's college basketball <laughs> and these guys can't play. Um, what do you mean aw? <laughs> they're trying. No, there, no, there, there yeah. have been some low-scoring games. Are, I, I'm not, I'm, I'm not going to deny that. This, it's, but, this, it's like sto- this, it's, 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 it's an inch away from stolen valor, what these college basketball <laughs> kids do, pretending to be. It's like they're like, I'm dressed up like a basketball player. I'm a but big the game's star. are competitive, Tom. I mean, a competitive oh, game yeah, is you know, a competitive like, game. A, yeah, competitive game is a competitive game. If, if, also, you ever watch... Uh, you ever watch uh, some slobs try to play a horse who can't All right. play? All right. It can be competitive That's me. That's my game. because they're terrible. Here's what's happening. Because nobody can kick, nobody can close it out. <laughs> I am a horse playing slob. AP Mike and myself are finally interested in talking to you, Tom Sharpling, about basketball. Uh, and, and all I'm doing and is then you're, All you're doing is saying, no, you don't like the right kind of basketball. This is true. Your basketball yeah, true. sucks. Yeah. Okay, well, it would be the same as if you guys wanted to talk about music and then suddenly started uh, uh, talking all about Kenny Chesney. Well, Tom likes music. Or fish. Tom likes music. I'm going to talk to him all about the new uh, new Matchbox 20 uh, outtakes LP. Oh, God. Like, the game- oh, there's a new live box set, Matchbox 20, uh, live at the Borgata. The games have been exciting and we're psyched about Jersey City. That's all. Four discs. <laughs> a box I know set. somebody who went to that show. About that new Matchbox Twenty live at the Borgata box set, <laughs> where when the, when you buy it, you end up on a list. We're just they just general for on general principles, they're flagging you. Um, no, but that's that's Pat. That's all I'm saying. That's what that that's <laughs> the musical equivalent. What if I said, "Oh, Pat likes music. I'm going to talk to him all about music. I want to talk to him about my favorite band, Smash Mouth." Yeah, well, welcome to my job <laughs> and any new coworker. <laughs> Oh, I don't. I know that. I'm just saying. Yeah, I'm doing what you would. I'm doing what you would like to do to them when they do that to you. Not that you guys yeah, were doing that to it's, me. It's a little different, though. Like a slight difference here is, is that it, there. It's still the game of basketball. No, of course, and it's still guitars and bass guitars and drums and microphones. Oh. Yeah, but I don't know. I mean, look, it's it was it was a funny thing to point out. That's all. We're no, excited I, about no, I, Pat, the game. Pat, I'm, look, I'm excited about it for the state of New Jersey. New Jersey deserves a winner. The last time New Jersey's won anything of 
consequence was probably the Sopranos. Yep. When, yeah. when they beat New York in the end, when Phil Leotardo got his head squished. Sorry, spoilers. <laughs> you've had your chance to catch up. Yeah. Already. <laughs> um, and people who might say if they think Tony Soprano died at the end, you know what? That's a, that's a, that it was a push. You don't know. You don't know, but we certainly saw Phil Leotardo get that head squashed. And have we talked about what song he got it squashed to? I think so. I don't think we have. Vanilla Fudge, you keep me hanging on. Yeah. Their version. (laughs) That's what Phil Leotardo was cranking (laughs) when he went to that Raceway gas station on Route 46 or wherever that was across from the Barnes & Noble. Isn't there a Jersey connection in Vanilla Fudge? Are the Apice brothers, how do you say it, a piece or Apice? Yeah, yeah, I think a piece. They actually played in Bayonne. I, I, I missed out on that. They played this tiny little park a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. And uh, I heard it was a good time. <laughs> they were from Long Island. Oh, Long Island. Okay. So I'm sure they played in. But I have to ask you guys real quickly, how does the over-under factor into you winning? Because you you say, oh, I'll bet I'll bet, bet the under. Uh, 500 bucks on the under. I don't oh, think- so it's a separate bet. Yeah, it's, it's like 50-50. It's a 50-50. Like there are and there okay. are over-unders for Love everything. It. I could say, I could say, oh, there's going to be uh 55 rebounds in the game total between both teams. And then I say, nah, they're not they're not great rebounding teams. They're more run and gun uh or they're really good shooters, so they're not going to there's not going to be that many missed shots. Mm-hmm. Um so uh, that's like you can bet the over-under on anything. Well, you guys have created a gambler. There well, we go. I hope, I hope you're happy. I am happy. Uh, come on down to my uh, <laughs> to my back room uh, casino. <laughs> Maybe I'll open up a back room casino. Wouldn't that be great? Come on in. Yeah, and then I, I could probably leave. set one up at the Jersey City studio. Yeah, probably. You think the, <laughs> surprise, there's not one happening right, now. Probably happening right yeah. now. Like, first, oh, I could set one up. I could maybe set one up there. And meanwhile, first, he's just trying to keep quiet because because he's got he's picking guys up from Newark Airport and bringing yeah. them right to the casino. In quotes. <laughs> All right, it's time to start the best show uh, tonight. We're talking about the characters in fiction that would suck in real life so call up 201 3382 what you got help me 3484 3484 why did i blank on it all of a sudden uh so yeah so we'll talk about that but let's get the show started and it is time the old clock on the wall says it's well past the time but who cares it's best show time Hi, everybody. Tim Heidecker here. We have a brand new Office Hours that just came out of the oven. We've got legendary psych rocker Ty Siegel. And Doug is back from down under. G'day. G'day. And his mommy came with him. Mommy and Gary Lusenhop are here, too. Alicia let me know that she finished the White Album, has thoughts on that. So much more on this legendary episode of Office Hours. Find us on your podcast app of choice or watch us on YouTube at youtube.com slash office hours live. Who are the animals? Because I don't smell them.
Yeah, 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 yeah. Best show. What's up, everybody? Here on a Tuesday night in March of 2022, we are doing it to it and having some fun doing it. And we got a good show for you tonight. We're going to talk all about, as I said, we're going to talk about what fictional character would actually suck in real life. Because, look, the first one that comes to mind for me, I'll start it off. Ferris Bueller would literally be one of the most insufferable humans you've ever dealt with in your life. If, if, if Ferris Bueller was not this concept but was an actual person, awful. You wouldn't be able to stand it. And I want to hear who you've got. So 201-332-3484, give a call, and we'll get your contributions to that. We're going to have uh, our friend Anna Saragina. Gina or Gina? What is it? Gina. Saragina. Anna Saragina. Yeah. Yeah. So sometimes you get on the mic and then you're just like, why am I questioning how to say something I know how to say? It's weird. It's weird. It's so weird, but God bless everybody. And we'll talk to her all about season two of her uh, very, very successful uh, podcast is coming back. Truth Hound. We'll talk about that. And uh, and we'll take your calls. And, um, yeah, we'll have some fun tonight. Any calls? Uh, oh, wait. Uh, we just heard from, we heard from Ultra Orange and Emmanuel, uh, from 2007. Something I, uh, a record that eluded me and I'm glad I caught it because I like it. The album is called Ultra Orange and Emmanuel. And the song we heard was Lines of My Hand. And I enjoy it. And the whole record is really great. And I plan on learning more about what their deal is, so to speak. All right. Any calls, Pat? Full house. Full house. Let's, uh, let's just, let's go off to the races. Who's been on hold longest? 49 minutes. Line one. All right. Well, uh, line one, welcome to the best show. Hello, you rat bastard. I love it. I love it. This is this is somebody who follows the rules. And now I don't want everybody to be some sort of drone following the rules. But I like when I say, let's keep this rat bastard thing alive. That that's my nickname for 2022 because I'm down in the in the the the, the trenches, John Wick three style. Well, to whom am I speaking? What's your, what's your name, Chief? This is one of the mics in Minneapolis. One of the many mics in Minneapolis. There are a thousand lakes and a thousand mics. Um, right. What do you got for me, Mike? You got you got somebody for the topic in mind? I have three for the topic, and I did have a rat bastard idea, if uh, if that's appropriate. This is what we're going to do. You're going to give me one. Mm-hmm. You're going to give me a second one, then we're going to talk about the rat bastard idea, and you're going to close it out with your third one, and we're going to say goodnight. That's the schedule for our call. Go ahead. Beautiful. 
All right, my first one is for you, Frankie Teardrop. You mean the idea of the character Frankie Teardrop? Right, because yeah, yeah, I think the be... implication uh, the implication would be that hell is real. We are all mm-hmm. Frankie, and and we're all in hell. Yeah, we're all in hell, and um, I think you can make a, a pretty good case that if uh, Frankie da- Frankie Teardrop was an actual person in your life, you'd have the a justifiable fear of getting murdered. Yeah. You never know when that gun's going to come out. Yeah. Is there anyone in your life that you think, yeah, they could murder me? Uh, well, in the past, because I, I, I've known three murderers at this point. Hold on. You've known three actual murderers. Yes. What is this? An episode of, uh, what are we doing? A true crime show all of a sudden? (laughs) He was just an unassuming man growing up in the Midwest. Yeah. So, so tell me about the murderers. So, uh, when I was in grade school, uh, one of my classmates had an older brother. I only had one interaction with him and he was kind to me as, you know, he was like an eighth grader and I was like a third grader. And I just remember that he was kind to me once because you, you didn't expect that from the older kids. And when he was in high school, apparently he had an obsession with a neighbor and he broke into her house and stabbed her to death one oh day. God. Yeah. That's horrifying. Yeah. No doubt. Jeez. Yep. And then so you know three the- murder you you have you're it's weird that you said I have three people for the topic tonight and I know three murderers. <laughs> weird. Yeah. It's weird how that shook out uh mathematically. Right. And you know, and actually now that I'm thinking about it, I know four. So oh, that no. I guess it doesn't shape or shake out mathematically. <laughs> um uh, who's another murderer two. you knew? Uh so then there was this guy Terry, uh that I went to high school with. I was never particularly fond of him. And uh, a few years ago, um, he had apparently gotten a job by with another guy that I went to high school with, this guy Todd, who I, who I, who was a friend of mine, like in, you know, junior high. And uh, I guess Terry had been stealing money from the company or something. And he, Todd confronted him about it. He murdered Todd in the business. Then he set the business on fire and left his car in the parking lot, but stole Todd's car and then went on the run. And then he drove south to like a rest area and killed somebody else and stole their car. Oh my God. Yeah, but then he came back to the, like, small little town that I went to high school in with, like, 6,000 people and was, like, seen at the local Walmart, and then there was a big police chase, you know, multi, because it was, like, right in northern Illinois, so, like, crossing back and forth over the border between Wisconsin and Illinois and then was ultimately caught. Oh, my goodness. Wow. Yep. How long ago was that? This was probably five or six years ago. Man, and were you close with Todd? 
I, you know, I really hadn't been since maybe we were like 12 or 13. You know, I probably hadn't seen him since high school. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it was, I mean, it was sad because... Uh, oh, of course. Yeah, no, that doesn't there. matter. That, that has no yeah. bearing on on the tragedy yeah. of it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's terrible. And then yeah. uh, who... Now we'll move on to the... I never thought I'd say this. Let's move on to the <laughs> second half of your your gallery of murderers that you've known <laughs> in your life. Uh, right. And then, uh, so, uh, I, I no longer do drugs, but I, you know, I used to be a bit of a partier and there was a guy, I think he did go to my high school, but he was older than me. And, uh, um, so I just kind of knew him from like going to parties and whatnot. And I, he was at a bar one night and got into some sort of bar fight and it, they took it out to the parking lot. And I guess it was him against three other guys was the story I heard. And one of them pulled a knife and I think he took the knife away from the guy and like ended up killing one of them, you know, at least. Yikes. That's terrible. Yeah. yeah. Oh my goodness. And how yeah. how well did you know that person? Uh not terribly well. Like I said, you know, he would just sort of be a guy that was at a at parties and whatnot. Okay. And I always sure. so I he always, was a casual acquaintance. Yeah. I did always try to avoid him because he was kind of frightening. <laughs> Man. And then the final yeah. murderer? Well, I have I, one that just one crossed a, your mind. Yeah, this one was an. I, you know, I mean, I don't want to call it accidental because playing with a gun, you 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 have to, you can't really mess around with guns. But uh, somebody else in my small town, uh, they were playing with a gun with a friend, and it went off, and they killed the other person. Oh, terrible! That's tragic. Yeah. <laughs> Back to the topic. You got any other fun uh, characters? <laughs> well, the the next one I was thinking of was Minnesota, sort of related, and that would be Paul Bunyan. Tell me why Paul Bunyan would be a jerk in real life. Well, I just think the implication that that at least one giant existed. And not mm-hmm. only did a giant exist, but also a giant blue ox simultaneously mm-hmm. coexisted. And yeah. it would upend a lot of science, I think, because if if lakes in, like, the Grand Canyon and the Northern Lights and all these other things were created simply by Paul Bunyan, uh, I think that would throw off a lot of sort of our physical science as we know it. All right. Well, look, this is now you're starting to sound like uh, what's-his-face. Neil deGrasse Tyson, who <laughs> drives me up the wall. This guy, what a, I know he, this is the kind of guy who, he's like the he's, he's basically like the kind of guy who gets gleeful about letting everybody, reminding everybody, you know, actually Christmas is a pagan holiday. Like, <laughs> it's just like, yeah, no, that's fine that it, 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 it that, that's, that's the origins and it is. But you're kind of saying it just to bum, like just to like you're trying to just change the temperature in the room when you say it. it's well, it's fine if it's just facts. 
It's another thing mm-hmm. when you're doing it to be like gleeful, uh, by just like blowing everyone's minds with it. When he's like, right. actually, uh, Spider-Man would not be able to, it's like, okay, we get that Spider-Man wouldn't be able to really exist. Yay, <laughs> with those posts. Jason, uh, can you w- pull one of those up and read me one of his, his, his bummer, uh, contrarian posts, uh, tweets that Neil deGrasse Tyson does? Yeah, let me take a look. He's like the, uh, he's like the Alan, uh, Comover of, uh, of science. Jason's former, uh, alleged <laughs> improv, uh, teacher. Kristen actually, actually talked to him today. Alan Comover? Yeah. How'd that go? Great. And did he ruin it? He ruined the entire call. Yeah. He made like Let's... a fart sound and hung up. Mm-hmm. Actually. Look, okay, I, I so, think the guy, I think the guy's great. Um, here's one. Others. Okay. So this is what after the El Paso shooting. And he tweeted, in the past 48 hours, the USA horrifically lost 34 people to mass shootings. On average, across any 48 hours, we also lose 500 to medical errors, 300 to the flu, (laughs) 250 to suicide, 200 to car accidents, 40 to homicide via handgun. Often our emotions respond more to spectacle than to data. Rather than just be like, this tragedy is awful and let's focus on the tragedy of gun uh violence whatever that's weird but what's one that's like totally like star trek where he gets all yeah, like let me look twisty about man everybody between this guy and the four murderers and, J- and jason bring up a shooting what, what, what am i doing <laughs> dark star what kind of show am i doing here we're on a wisconsin death trip so while jason looks for that another one uh Mike, what's your what's your third uh, fictional character? Well, now that you kind of called me out on on the last one, I, I'm not sure if I want to say my final. No, go with it. Go with it. I was going to say Gregor Samsa from the Metamorphosis. Mm-hmm. You think you he think cares. he would be? Just, I would say this. To be fair, Gregor Samsa had something to complain about. Oh, for sure. But just how horrifying that. A human being could turn into a sentient large insect and be incapable of communicating because if it can happen to him, it could happen to anybody. Yeah, no, I read I read the book in high school. I, uh, <laughs> I, 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 I was, I did go to high school. I didn't graduate from well, high school. I did go to high school though. Well, actually, I don't think you're getting. <laughs> actually, I'll see. Here we go. You got one for me, Dudia? I'm still looking. There's a lot of really... He's tweeted a lot of... He's a snooze. That yeah. guy's a snooze. All right, well, we'll come I mean, back he to tweeted, that. He tweeted... Here's one. Not that anybody asked, but Friday the 6th is... It, where did it go? God almighty. Yeah, that was not a good one. No, we'll on. find it. You're later in the show. You'll catch it. I'll find it. I'll, I'll have you, a degrass update. catch us up later. In the show. Yo, exactly. Yeah. Well, Mike, thanks for the call. Oh, I got to go. Could, could I give you... Could I give you my rat bastard idea? Yeah, of course, please. I think you should take over the Hollywood Handbook Patreon, and I have an idea how you could do it. Okay. So I know that you can boss Kevin around. 
So the next time a pro episode is going to get recorded, you tell Kevin, hey, Sean and Hayes said it's you and me for this pro episode. So then you take over the pro. Then you tell Kevin, oh, you know, Hayes can't make it to the next flagrant ones record, so I'm going to step in for him. And then you're in on the flagrant ones. And I think you and Carl have a pretty good rapport. So, I, I mean, like I Carl. think instantly. Carl, I like Carl Tart a lot. He's great. Yeah. So instantly it could be Carl calls his cousin and Tom just slide right in there. And then you're just one step away from, you know, booting the boys out of Hollywood handbook. And uh, then you've got the whole thing under your belt. Look, I, I understand the strategy with that. There's a few leaps of logic in there. You're assuming you're assuming that Kevin is living in some sort of isolation uh, situation where he would not be talking to either uh, Hayes or Sean about anything ever, and just trusting me as the intermediary for everything without him ever well, once reaching out to them. Oh, Hayes can't make it for that, and then Kevin just goes. Yeah, Tom said that. Let's go book the thing off that. It's like it's a little, little unrealistic in in a couple stretches there, my friend. Um, all right, well, thanks for the call, Mike. You're you you get it though, and I appreciate. And be safe. You uh, maybe don't make any new friends. You uh, <laughs> that is you, that is a job well done for me, sir. Yeah, you might be trouble. Um, <laughs> all right, buddy. Thanks. Thanks. Hey. I, got go, I got a good one. Let's hear it. Regardless of what Pink Floyd ever told you, there is no dark side of the moon. Here we go. This All is, yeah. sides receive sunlight. Lunar days last a month. But there is, however, a permanent far side and near side. If the guy... What did he say? Regardless of what Pink Floyd told you? Regardless of what Pink Floyd ever told you. Yeah, well, guess what? Neil deGrasse Tyson on the bleeping album. They say there is no dark side of the moon. Say it right on the album at the end. Well, the final thing they say on the record is there is no dark side of the moon. Right. The voice goes, there is no dark side of the moon. Now I'm all steamed. This guy's got me all worked up. Ready to punch myself out hold on now i gotta prove this wait and then we'll do line five in a second pat hold on hold on now fighting with neil degrasse tyson things here we go hold on Did you hear that? He said there is no dark side of the moon, really. Ay, ay, ay. Neil deGrasse Tyson. Send you back to rock school, my friend. Line five, please. Hello, best show. 
What's up, Tom? It's Mike in Bay Bridge, a longtime listener, finally mm. summoning the courage to call in and chat with the great one. Yeah. Hey, Mike. How you doing? Good, good. Good, good. You know, good. I guess I just want to, I just want to say that um, I, I hope you're holding up okay during these very turbulent days, and uh, you know, it's it's days where we sometimes feel that we've lost that, I don't know, that that connection to the things that we hold near and dear. Yeah. Those those things that we need in order for us to feel that connection to one another in an effort to find that feeling of connectedness and that sense of place that we all seek. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh huh. Hey, uh, this is Bruce Springsteen, actually, uh, calling up. How, how are you doing, Bruce? <laughs> What's going on there? What are you crying or laughing? I'm sorry. I, yeah, I, I was. I just get this real emotional. Reaction when you, you know, someone who must interact with hundreds of people every day has enough space on their inner hard drive to remember what my voice sounds like. It's, I'll never get over it. Well, it's, it's, it's I'm, I'm appreciative of your enthusiasm for that, but you can, you can, um, um, yeah, you're Bruce Springsteen. You can relax with that stuff. I know who you are. All right, all right. I, get, I, 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 don't yeah. know, I just get I get amped up. You know how it is. I hear you. I get it. Yeah, but don't See, worry. I get, thank you. All right. Well, I got something for the topic. All right. Okay. What do you got? Well, the topic, if I'm not mistaken, is what fictional character would suck in real life. Yeah, pretty much. That's that's what it is. All right, I got I got one. Okay. Forrest Gump. Forrest Gump. Yeah. Do you think he would suck in real life? Well, I think it's an act. I, I think he's hiding something very dark. I don't know, like a cattle mutilation or a half or a full exsanguination. Check forging at the very least. Cattle mutilation. You th- yeah. you think that Forrest Gump would have been at- secretly guilty of cattle mutilation? I do. I do. Okay. Look, it's it's everyone can have an opinion on this one. All right. All right. Hey. Um. Look. I know. Last week I only made you smile, and I I didn't actually make you laugh with my 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 joke, but. I think I can make you full-on snort Ovaltine out of your honker tonight. <laughs> uh, okay, so you you think you're gonna? Okay, this, okay. I'm, I want to see where this goes. Okay, well, it it requires your participation. Okay, I just I just emailed you something. I, I assume you're still at Mister Fahrenheit at Yahoo.com. Yes, yes, I am. Okay, cool. I just sent you an email, and it's got basically something for you to say to me. Okay. Hold on. Let me just go to my email. Here, open. Password. 
here again. You know, um, uh, you know, I, I'm I'm not really a fan of the TV show Get Smart. Well, then you're no longer in the smithereens. It's pretty good, right? I'm not sure I get it. Oh man, the smithereens are, are are big fans of like you know old school sitcoms and stuff. Oh, uh, okay. All right, I never thought of that as being their default. Um, well, to me it is, yeah. All right, I got one more for you, all right? Okay. Merrick Garland. Sounds like his parents named him hoping he would grow up to be a pharmaceutical company. That's pretty good. Pretty good, okay. All right. I mean, that's more right. clever... Then just like laugh out loud funny, for me at least. All right, well, hey, I, I got big news. You Okay. What, what is the news? I don't know if you heard that the actor Pete Davidson has a scheduling conflict that's going to prevent him from going into space on Blue Origin. Did you hear that? I did. I did hear that the actor Pete Davidson was... Uh, was going to go to space, but then had to back out. Yeah, it might have something to do with him playing Joey Ramone in that new biopic. Hmm. Yeah, I you think I think it's per I think it's perfect casting. You know, since Joey was also heavily tattooed on his arms, torso, and neck. Yeah, no, I th- I I feel like people are gonna see that movie. When when it's Pete Davidson as Joey Ramone, and they're going to be like, out, they're going to be like, aside from the tattoos, right, and the wig, right, because Pete Davidson has incredibly short hair, and I'm I'm sure the wig that they get is going to be really great because they always are. They are. They are. Yeah. Those, they I mean, never look like wigs. Never. Never. I just hope this is realistic as that uh, CBG biopic that they filmed in Savannah, Georgia. Oh no! I thought that I was. There were points when I was watching that, and I was like, "Are we sure this isn't a documentary?" Right? Yeah. This yeah. is this right is down. actual act like they recreated this, eh? I know. Right down to the off flyer in nineteen seventy six. The or the police coming in and playing Roxanne. Well, as No, that's that's the story. They they flew straight from a Laker flight, you know, from London, went right to CB's and auditioned that night. Yeah, they were not they were not just on the inside track the entire time. At all. No, no. Yeah. No, A and M could pull no strings. Yeah, the best they could get. They they signed to A and M and then aud- flew to New York to audition. Yeah. For for what? You might be asking. I think it was for a, a slot on a hardcore Sunday uh matinee. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it would have been um, Gorilla Biscuits. Um, 
spoken entry. <laughs> um, uh, cause for alarm. Uh, and, front, of course, yeah. and, uh, nihilistics. Uh, yeah. And they, they would have just been backstage talking then. I'm, I'm surprised they didn't sign to buy our records. I know. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it seems like that must've been a coin flip for them. Right. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Hey, but getting back to blue origin, um, guess who's taking Pete Davidson's place? Who? Uh, one Bruce Frederick Joseph Springsteen. Perhaps you've heard of him. I have heard of him. So, and it's you. It is me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hold on a second, Bruce. You're going to space. Yes. Yeah, it's going to be great. I'm. You know, I'm. I'm very excited, but I'm also kind of worried about going number two up there. Have you heard how that works? I don't know about exactly how that works. I would hope, seriously, seriously hope that someone would explain everything to you before you went up there. I know. I know. I haven't gotten a whole lot of answers, and I'm hearing about UFO activity lately, and I'm concerned about getting abducted by aliens. You're Well, I, I wouldn't worry about that. You're going to go up... Onto it, onto this shuttle. I don't think it's the kind of thing where you're going to get snatched up by by aliens. I don't know. You know, I I haven't been able to get a straight answer from Sony on how many albums I've sold in space. So I'm kind of in the dark as to how I'll be treated if they board our ship. You mean like if they don't know who you are? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Like if they're just like. Get over there, Earthling. I know, yeah. I mean, part of me's like, okay, and then part of me's like, uh... Right? And part of you wants to know that you can just go, I'm going down, 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 and they'll be like, oh, my God, it's Bruce Springsteen. I know, yeah, he... Oh, my God, you know, we know the, the one song off that record that wasn't a single. Yeah, Darlington County. I think it was, yeah. Yeah. No, you, you're right. Yeah. You could, going down you could, going down was a single. Yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah. You could sing Darlington County to them. And then they'd be like, um they'd be, Oh my god, it's Bruce Springsteen. You're okay. Unless the alien what if the aliens don't like your music though? Oh man. Yeah, I know. Like what if they're like I don't know, what if they're like Byron Coley or, you know, Gerard Cosway, and they, you know, they don't like it at all. Yeah, and then they're just like, yeah, like if it's like, if they, what if they're like super into like Jello Biafra? Right. Like that's their sound, and they just think of you as like the worst thing that happened to rock music. Hey, do you think that? I, I don't I don't at all, Bruce. I'm just saying that's what others have said, but you should hardly worry about that because Wait, who's who said it? Well Jello Biafra did. Oh man. I even played rhythm guitar on like five songs on, on uh Frankenchrist. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, I don't really tell anyone about it. I don't know. It was just a gay guy. I was cool. 
No, that's that's a cool gig, but but that seems like the kind of thing that would have gotten out at some point. No, I I don't know. I I don't want to. I don't. I know. I don't want to cross pollinate the two fan bases, right? Sure. I mean, you'd think though that somebody else would have talked, like East Bay Ray or someone. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, he hasn't said anything about it. Probably because of the threats. Because of what? Threats. The what? The threats. John Landau made some threats. To, you know, the whole band. Just, it's fine. Look, it's water under the bridge. We don't talk about it anymore. Getting back to the the the, the flight. Yeah. Between you and me, I heard that they're secretly glad that Pete isn't going up there because he said he was going to recreate that iconic Neil Armstrong moon landing moment. Yeah. When he said, "That's one small step for a man." That's one giant leap for a baked man. And then he was going to, like Neil, uh, do a power hit of Crippler. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, that, I would be very worried about that if I was going up into space that, that anyone would go rogue, especially Pete Davidson. I know. Yeah. Yeah, it's like I'm, I'm all for letting your freak flag fly, but I, I don't think that's something that children should be exposed to, you know, like pornography, extreme violence, or Gigi Allen and the Texas Nazis. Yeah, I think all of that stuff is, those are all equally horrifying. Yeah, all, all under one umbrella. Yeah. Under, oh, just uh, look, I, I, uh, Bruce, I understand you having some concerns. Okay, well, thank you. You know, I feel I feel bad about not paying for the trip. You know, my seat was kind of, it's kind of like a gift, you know, to like an invited guest. So okay. I told them to to kind of pay for it. I, I do a short concert in space. Yeah, yeah. I just I just hope I can find a guitar cord long enough. <laughs> that was a joke. Oh, that was a joke. Okay, I'm so yeah. sorry. Oh man, I didn't make you laugh at all tonight. Sometimes, look, I just sometimes I miss where the jokes are. It's not that's not, and that's on me. That's not on you. I think you're very I'm, funny. Yeah, thank you. You know, I I actually wrote several of the ad libs in Anchorman. You did? Yeah, you know the part where where Will Ferrell and Christina Applegate exchange insults during the crawl after they mm-hmm. sign off. Yeah. I, I did. I did several of those. Oh, those are, that was a really funny part of the movie. Thank you. Yeah, off the top of my head, they were. Um, oh man, uh, you're a real hooker, and I'm going to slap you in public. Um, you got a real whorish mouth. Um, I'm going to punch you in the ovary. Straight shot right in the baby maker. Oh, jeez. I know. It's Look, a, I know a little, a little I, more, yeah. a little more aggressive than. Well, they yeah. sound very aggressive out of context. I know, I know, and and I know those lines have not aged well and could now be seen as flagrantly abhorrent. And I apologize to you and all film goers for for that. Well, you don't have to apologize to me or anybody. You made the thing, and it, it's in the. It makes sense in the context of the movie. Uh, yeah, but but as standalone quotes, they they don't they don't hit the ear as right. as pleasantly as they do uh, yeah. in the context of the movie. Yes, yeah, 
And if it makes everyone feel any better, they didn't use any of my lines for Anchorman 2. You struck out with that? I did, yeah. It was another one of those warm-up scenes where he's doing the, the tongue twisters to get ready. Uh-huh. And mine were like, um, the dirty dog do we, uh the dirty dog down in the dungeon is disappointed because he was born to run. Mm-hmm. And that didn't make the and cut. That, that didn't make it. And then there's another one that was, the lack of light on Luton Street has led to a darkness on the edge of town. A lack of light on Luton Street has resulted in a darkness on the edge of town. Yeah, yeah. It, it, they didn't go for that either. I, it, it was Basically, I did 50 lines all based on my own lyrics. Uh-huh. Yeah, and Adam and Will thought I was getting really greedy. That you were just making it a little too Bruce-centric. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. So that's, oh, uh, look. But, you tried. I did, I did, you know. But, you know, speaking of uh, classic Laffer sequels. Uh-huh. I watched Caddyshack 2 last night. Caddyshack 2, wow. I did, yeah, yeah. What brought that about? It was it was, it was on uh, it was on Hulu, but you know I gotta say, Tom, not so good. Yeah, no, Caddyshack two, not a, not a great reputation. No, you could practically hear the studio boss yelling, "Alan, we need a lot more of the Weasel. The kids want to see the Weasel way more than they want to see Jason Silverman." Yeah, the the Gopher. Yeah, well, he thinks it's a Weasel. That's that's what's funny. Oh, that he was, oh I got you. He, Again, Bruce, I apologize. I I sometimes miss a, a miss your 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 sense of humor is sometimes easier to catch than I give it credit for, and also sometimes more dry and harder to catch. That's why Patty calls me wet and dry. Oh, that's a that's a odd nickname. Isn't it? Yeah. But yeah, it's for different reasons, but we don't need to get into that. Um, so, um, you know, I got to say, if, if Caddyshack 2 hadn't bombed, mm-hmm. you'd be talking to the star of Caddyshack 3 right now. You would have done Caddyshack 3. Yeah, yeah. They had this whole thing in place where if 2 was a hit, they were there were going to be three more sequels, and I was going to star in the third. Okay, do you do you know what character you were going to play? Was there any discussion oh, yeah. about that? Yeah, I was going to be Ty Webb's uptight brother, Wadsworth Y. Webb. You were going to play an uptight character? Yes, yeah. Uh, but, but it's already confusing because his name sounds like a question, right? Yeah, Wadsworth Y. Webb. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's a, it, uh, that's a, it's got a very strange, uh, pacing to it it does it does and you know uh so essentially wadsworth was made the new ceo of web webbing that's the company that ty and wadsworth's father web web founded in 1940 web web yes yeah w-e-b w-e-b-b yeah okay yeah uh, basically, they made webbing for baseball gloves, which were then farmed out to Rawlings and other sporting good companies. Other webbings. Yes, yeah, yeah. 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 There was going to be a whole long scene where I explain how the webbing is made. Uh-huh. 
Yeah, it was going to be five pages of the driest, most technical dialogue anyone's ever heard. Well, I, I mean, that's that's a little odd for a, um, for a comedy. Yeah, yeah, and but. at one point I asked Arkish if this was going to be an industrial film. What do you mean by that? Well, because it was so technical, that stuff, and he said... Oh, oh, well, oh gotcha, gotcha, okay. Yeah, and he said if it didn't do well at the box office, they were hoping to sell it as an industrial flick. They would have sold Caddyshack 3. Yeah, yeah. As an industrial film. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But it's interesting because the way the whole Caddyshack franchise was going to end was that Caddyshack 5 would merge with what was going to be the fifth and final installment in the Fletch franchise. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Which, of course, hinged on Fletch Lives being a hit. Yeah, which it wasn't. It wasn't. It tanked. So, basically, the merging point of the two films that were going to be released on the same day, basically, there was going to be a Caddy scholarship tournament at the end of the fifth Caddyshack, where a nuclear device has been placed in one of the golf balls being used. Uh-huh. But nobody knows what ball it is. Yeah. So if anyone hits that ball, everybody on the East Coast will have, as Ted Knight was supposed to say, had he not croaked in 86, they would have a certain zest mm-hmm. for death. For death. So Ted Knight was going to be in Caddyshack 5. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. Okay. So he, the cast of Caddyshack got, 5 would have been you, right? Ted Knight. Yes. Is Chevy Chase playing Ty Webb in both movies? Uh, is Chevy Chase playing Fletch in one and Ty Webb at the same time? Of course he is. Of course he is. Yeah, see, okay. I'll, I'll, I'll continue. It's also revealed that Bushwood Country Club was built on an ancient Viking burial ground. Sure, okay. And, and there's a scene towards the end where the game is almost over, and there's only two balls left, right, Tom? Mm-hmm, okay. One, one's normal, one's the nuclear bomb. And who, do you remember, this? was there a script for this? Yes, let me continue, Tom. So, right Oh, I'm sorry, big, I'm sorry, Bruce. That's okay. So, right then a big storm rolls in, and Ty is hit by lightning. Just like the priest in the first Caddyshack. Sure. And at the same time, at the same moment in the fifth Fletch movie, which was going to be called Flesh Rocks. Fletch Rocks. Uh-huh. Um, Fletch gets hit by lightning, too, and then both characters morph into one being who was going to be called Fletch. Rolls off the tongue, doesn't it? Tletch? T-L-E-T-C-H. T-E-L. Tletch. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and, it, well, it doesn't exactly roll off the tongue, but it's... No. I understand the thought behind it. Yeah. So, Tletch has the irreverence and golf talent of Ty Webb, but also the cunning and street smarts of Irwin F. Fletcher. So he's kind of a god now. So the movie, which, I mean, Fletch is a pretty grounded movie in the scheme of things. There's not people with superpowers or anything in in Fletch. 
Caddyshack is a little larger than life with a that that as you put it, the weasel right. um running around. But other than that, it's still based on Earth. But now they're kind of upping the ante by adding in uh an element where beings are getting morphed by lightning into into they're combining into uh, different beings. Yeah. Super trippy, right? Yeah, that would have been super trippy. So both films were to merge into one movie, and and I guess moviegoers were supposed to walk out of one of the theaters and then into the other theater in the same cineplex and then watch the the merged movie, which was going to be called Fletch... Flat Shack, a new beginning. Bruce, this is actually pretty, pretty sound and surprisingly well thought out. Well, I didn't get to the zombie part yet. Okay, well, nah, it seems like it's about to get less sound and less well thought out. I don't know. So the zombie element, it was going to be a bunch of dead people who came back to life, and one of them was going to be Fred the Dorf Dorfman. Fred Dorfman? Yes, and of course Marge's wife, uh, no more alcohol or sedatives in her life after that stay at Trembling Hills. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, so this is pretty elaborate. Yes, and all I can say, I know it sounds crazy, but everybody was doing rails back then. You know, not not me, of course, but I was just excited to get the chance to play a Japanese-American. You were, okay, well, that sounds very problematic. I, I know. Basically, Wadsworth was the result of an affair Webb had with a geisha while on a business trip to Japan in 1950. Uh-huh. And now that oh. I do think about it, Caddyshack 2 bombing might have been the best thing that ever happened to me. The best thing that ever happened to you. I don't think you would have lived that down. I doubt it. Yeah, right. Yeah. Oh, my God. Hey, um, speaking of movies. Yeah. Remember I found that, that box of old demos I, I was talking about? Uh, oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. I found another one. You found another box of, of demos. I did, yeah. It's full of songs that I pitched uh, to be the title songs for big movies back in the 80s and 90s. Okay. Well, this is intriguing. Can you can you share any of them with us? Well, you know, back then, studios were always reaching out to, to big names, you know, to, to do these, these songs for these, these films. And, and um, I got to say, the only really big one I landed was Streets of Philadelphia, but I wrote songs for pretty much every blockbuster that came out between 81 and 2001. Really? So over a, a like a 20-year period, you I were tried, just yeah. writing? Yeah. Like, like yeah. what movies? Well, you know, first let me say, the reason I never got any of those placements, even though I, I was popular, one of the biggest stars out there, is that I never read any of the scripts. Okay. So I, I write probably help would have helped. Title, yeah. So I write things on the title. Okay, like well, like which ones? 
Um, E.T. Do you remember what you thought it was? E.T. was? Yeah, I, I assumed it was about a down-on-his-luck plumber who had those initials. Um, no, that's pretty, that's pretty far off target. Yeah. It was a pretty good song, too. It was, co- it was called This Plunger's for Hire. Uh-huh. Which I did recycle later for Dancing in the Dark, and, uh, uh, it's weird. Spielberg never even returned my, my personal calls about it, so that kind of stung, right? That's weird. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there's also Ghostbusters. Okay, well, what was the song you did for Ghostbusters? Well, I thought it was about these bad guys who go into stores where they sell ghost figurines and smash them. Uh huh. Yeah. Ghost um, figurines. So, yeah. What's a ghost figurine? I don't know. It could be like a snow globe, too. You know, with a ghost in it. So you, th- okay, you thought that somebody was going into gift shops and smashing snow globes that happen to have ghosts inside of them. Yeah, yeah. Um, the last one I, I tried was for uh, Lord of the Rings. Uh-huh. And it, well, what, what was your take on that? Well, I, I assumed it was about an unscrupulous jeweler uh, preying upon unsuspecting, hardworking couples from the country. No, it's a pretty... Uh, um, have you seen it since? No, no, but I do remember a line from, from my song. What was it? He's the Lord of the Rings. He's going to take your money and sell you crappy things. I, I, I still wish they would have given that song a shot. I do, too. I do. Um, you know, I did, I did come super close with two songs in addition to Streets of Philadelphia. What were those? Well, of course, those were the, the three scripts I did read, and I just connected with on a very, you know, very real emotional level. They really clicked with me, uh, Streets of Philadelphia and, and these other two. The other two were? Uh, basketball. Okay. Yeah, a song that's something like, uh, You think with dirt bags, you think we're creeps, but we invented basketball and we play for keeps. Okay, I, I see the I see the hook there. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, it's a pretty good song. That sounds pretty good. What was the, What was the other movie? It was a film called Mr. Brooks. Uh huh. Yeah. Kevin Costner yeah, movie. It, oh, such a good film, and the song goes. It was something like, uh, "You got to stay away from Mr. Brooks. He's gonna stab you in the neck." And then his daughter would do that. See, I, I call that the tippy toe when I go high. Sure, and you know, it doesn't seem like a regular move in your in your uh, playbook. I don't do it because I can only do it in in flip flops, and that's a bad look for the boss on stage. I would think so. For you to have to change for one song, because yeah. you wouldn't open. It's not like you'd close the show with Mr. Brooks to where you'd come back out for the encore in bare feet. No, true. And you're not going to start the show and then sit down and put your boots on. No, no, it's true. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it just wouldn't have worked. So I've, 
another lucky thing that 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 didn't didn't. Oh no! Wait, what? What's going on? Oh no! Bruce, what's wrong? Well, I guess what they say about the best show being the favorite podcast of Hollywood's most successful bearded ball cap wearing directors is true. Why? Spielberg must have heard me say I recycled that E.T. song for Dancing in the Dark. Yeah. And he, he sent a carload of his henchmen to cream my ass. That didn't sound disturbing at all, did it? A little, a little disturbing. A little bit. Yeah. But... Better choice of words, I'm sure. But I get what you're trying to say. So there's a, so there's a carload of henchmen hovering yeah. around? Yeah, I, I wasn't supposed to, you know, to recycle that song because, you know, he he, own, he owns the publishing on it because I signed it over for the movie that he didn't even mm-hmm. use it for. Wow. Well, I mean, I, I got to say, Tom, I, I'm actually kind of offended. He's never heard Dancing in the Dark and it was a fucking huge hit. Yeah, it, it was. Yeah, that's that's true. I can't believe uh, I didn't know Bruce would not have that kind of uh, Bruce, Bruce that that Spielberg would not have that kind of awareness of the charts. Maybe he didn't have a radio back then. I don't. I don't know. Look. Uh, all right. Well, Tom, looks like uh, Boss is going to be hiding in his basement for the foreseeable future. All right. Well, uh, please watch out and be safe. Thank you. Seriously, buddy, I, I just want to say, I, I've never been in as much trouble as I've been in since we became Eternal Blood Brothers. Yeah, I'm not sure we are, but the, I, since you've been calling, you have entered into a fair amount of uh, of craziness. Well, Tom, uh, I agree with everything you said except for the fact that we might not be blood brothers. Okay. Well, we'll, we'll talk about that at a later date. Hello, Bruce. Well, he's gone. How about weird? The boss moving in in moving in weird ways. <sighs> Pat, give me another call, please. Uh, I'm crazy. Hello, hi, best show. One second. <laughs> Okay, I'm sorry about that. I had to, I had to turn the show off. Oh, that's all right. That's all right. Uh, to whom am I speaking? Everly. Everly. Hmm. Everly. Have we? Have you called before? <laughs> yeah. Okay. And what? What? What did you? Oh, I remember, Everly. You call. And you're the kid who, uh, you were the kid who won the earthworm eating contest, right? What? That's, One that's who you were, right? That. Well, it's no. exciting. How many worms did you eat in that, in that, uh? I didn't, okay. I'm kind of grossed out by worms. Like, it's nothing to worms. But well, then it's even more impressive that you won the contest. <laughs> no. I, I wrote the Gary the Squirrel song. Everly, I'm just teasing you a little bit. I know who you are. I know. How are you doing, Everly? Good. How's school going? Pretty good. Um, I took a vacation to California, and on the way, I fractured my wrist. 
You yeah. what? I, fra- I fractured my wrist. You fractured your wrist? How'd you do that? Uh, um, uh, trees. Okay. Shouldn't you fell been. out of a tree or you banged it into a tree? I kind of jumped out of the tree. Okay. <laughs> what were you doing in the tree in the first place? Well, climbing a tree to be funny. Oh, that my grandpa's house, and he has like a clubhouse thing, but I'm too big for it because my head is hit all the spider webs. So I thought, well, if I'm gonna climb something, maybe this tree was like that used to have a tree house in it. Not a smart idea. Nope. Well, Everly, I want to say this, and uh, you were at your grandparents when that happened? Um, yeah, I was, I was at my grandparents' house. Well, I want to say this. Oh, who's who's there? Any, is, uh, uh, do you have a parent around by any chance? I have my dad right next to me. And what what state is your wrist in right now, Everly? Um, I'm wearing uh, like a fling, but it's not that bad. All right, here's what you're going to do, if you would. Okay. You're going you're gonna to go up to your dad. Is uh-huh. he nearby? Yeah, he's, he's, okay. he's close. All right, so you got to repeat after me on this. Okay. What, uh, uh, what's, his, what's his first name? Keith? Kevin. Kevin. This is what I want you to Kevin. go. Yo, Ke- you're going to start if you're going to go, Yo, Kevin. Yo, Kevin. What's up? He said, what's up? Okay, I heard. You say, you see this? You want to have a cast on your wrist? Oh, uh, yeah. See this cast on my wrist? Dad, you see this cast on my wrist? Kevin, you see this cast on my wrist? Kevin, do you see this cast on my wrist? <laughs> said, yeah. This wouldn't have happened. <laughs> this wouldn't have happened. If you weren't so cheap. If you weren't so cheap. <laughs> and I had to. If you would. If you would have just taken me. If you would have just taken me to a water park. If you just taken me to a water park. I wouldn't have to climb trees for fun. I wouldn't have to climb trees for fun. What is this? Said, say and then say this. What what is this? What is this? The what is this? The early nineteen hundreds? What is this? The early nineteen hundreds? What's what's next? Say what? Okay, what's next? What's next? You want me to run around with a stick and a hoop? You want me to run around with a stick and a hoop? Open that, open that wallet, El Cheapo. And then say this to him. You think Say to say this to him, Dad. Say, Kevin, I love you. Kevin, I love you. But you can't take it with you. But you can't take it with you. <laughs> he said it. He said it's Grandpa's fault. He's blaming Grandpa. Passing the buck to Grandpa. Responsibility of his own actions. Well, I want you the next time you see your grandfather to play this segment, and it applies to Grandpa also. Okay. 
This family's got to start cracking their wallets open. <laughs> say, say, uh, say, say, uh, Kevin. Yo, Kevin. Yo, Kevin. I didn't realize. I didn't realize. That we had dinosaur blood in our family. That we had dinosaur blood in our family. Because clearly you're half Tyrannosaurus Rex. Because clearly you're half Tyrannosaurus Rex. With those tiny arms that can't reach into your... <laughs> that can't reach into your pocket to take your wallet out. <laughs> With those tiny arms that can't reach into your pocket to take your wallet out. <laughs> Good. Now we took care of that. Yes, that is all taken care of. Yes, that feels like that feels like that has been addressed. That's um, so, Everly, what's going on? Um, not a lot. Um, I do have something for the topic, though. Oh, let's hear it. So, I'm. I have a quick question. Is it um? Would it suck to be these people? Like, would it suck is to it, be these fictional characters? Say that again. Like, is it um? When you say suck, would these fictional characters suck? Do you mean like it would suck to be them? No, it would suck to know them. Ooh. Okay. Well, I do have one, but um, I um. Well, there's one weird one. The mask from the mask. He's just plain weird. Um, so it would be annoying maybe, to be hanging around with the mask. No, it would be creepy. It would be odd. Sticking his tongue um, out and all the stuff and mm-hmm. swinging a mallet around. Yeah, I could see that. <laughs> yeah. Um, there's also, I'm trying to remember her name, Black Widow. Um, almost everyone she she really knows tends to die around her. Yeah, that'd so, be a yeah. bummer. That would that would that would really suck. Yeah. Yeah, I prepared a bunch of I I had a I have a bunch of people that would just suck to be them. Okay, what would that be? Who are who are some of those? Um, literally every female character from DC and Marvel. Like, it would them. suck to be even, any even, character. Even any female character. All the girls are crapped on. Even the ones that aren't superheroes. Like, um, MJ, her memory's wiped and she forgets the love of her life. Spider-Man. And then there's, like, there's Rogue from X-Men who can't touch anyone. Harley Quinn is just abused by the Joker. Catwoman is an orphan who's eaten by cats. Um, Gamora's, she, her whole, like, her whole plan is destroyed by Thanos. She's kidnapped by Thanos. And then Thanos just pushes her off off like a cliff or an infinity stone and then one of his brothers killed her family's killed and then Vision's killed by Thanos and all of them died in front of her and Wonder Woman can't see her family and she loses the love of her life twice two times two times I'll say this first of all I want to say I give you a ton of credit for two things one this is incredibly insightful (laughs) yeah and uh, you're you're spot on with this. So many of the characters are uh, do come from these abusive dynamics and get brutalized, but it, but invariably it seems like the 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 uh, 
the the female characters or the the non guy characters seem to get an inordinate amount of uh, abuse and grief thrown their way. Yes. But I will say that's one of the things I'm going to congratulate you on. The second thing is clearly you watched the you watched all of that second Wonder Woman movie. How'd you do that? <laughs> Lots of candy. Candy and popcorn. Lots of candy. And yeah. breaks. And breaks. You had to, we had to like stop. You can't watch one one sitting or your brain. I don't think there's work. enough candy yeah. in the world that can help me get through that movie. You need candy popcorn and you have to take breaks. You I did, did you take a break like from it. I I did take I to be fair, I did take a break. I'm currently still on it. Uh the break started well, like, I, I in watched, Christmas watched, like, of 2020 of when that movie came out. Mm-hmm. Uh I still and am on that 20... break. Oh, it wow. has been a year and a half break I'm taking mm-hmm. before I finish that movie. Yeah, well, I kind of spoiled the end of it because yeah, it's yeah okay. the, at the end. The, the, I the had end, my chance. He, he, he's gone again. He 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 goes, and she has. I to, and not chance. just he doesn't just he doesn't just leave. She has to tell him to go because because stuff happens to her because he's there because she used that wish thing. So she has like she has to tell him to go, and she has to watch him go. Like it's it's not fun. Doesn't look fun. That wish thing was one of the dumbest things I've ever seen in my life. When that guy was oh, like, yeah. make a wish, make a wish. Do you yeah, wish it? Yeah, yeah, I, I was watching that movie and I was saying, I was closing my eyes and I was making a wish. And then I realized that I wasn't in that world because every time I opened my eyes, the movie was still playing. <laughs> yeah, that sounds I had funny. one wish and it was, to please make this movie end. <laughs> nope. No, it, it didn't. keeps going. And going and mm-hmm. going. And I think it's going. still going. Yeah. <laughs> what movies do you ends. like, though, Everly? What's a movie you like? Um, I like Thirteen Going on Thirty. Ah, I saw that. And Miss Congeniality. I I'm saw that. that too. The second one isn't that good, though. No, it's not. The second, the sequels are never good. No. Never as good as the first movie. Um, trying to think of something else. Um, I had one. I know I did. It would. Uh, I do like the Harry Potter movies, as I said when I first called in, and as you said, you had no idea what I was talking about. I went on that Harry Potter ride at uh, Universal Studios. And I almost I threw up. I almost what? threw up. Yeah. Oh. Uh, wait, what was the ride? You get in a little get in a little seat and it first here's the ride. It's there's two stages to the ride. Stage okay. one is you wait online for ninety minutes. Okay, not including one. Actual That part ride. that part the first half of the ride, not so good. The ninety minutes of waiting online. In line before I get yelled at again by people. People yell at me because I say online and they're like, oh, you were on a computer? <laughs> no, I was in line, okay? You happy? But. Well, it is a weird name, online. Thank you. Thank you, Everly. You get it. But so. I, do. I waited online forever. Then mm-hmm. that ride starts and it's throwing you all over the place, up, down, left, what right. Are you in? And then like, suddenly, suddenly so you- I'm like, 
oh, I'm going to barf. I almost, like, I almost, uh, I almost quidditched all over everybody. Oh, you were in like, you were on like a, a broomstick? Something like that. Like, they made it seem like you're flying around playing Quidditch or whatever that was. Oh, uh, yeah, that doesn't sound like, uh, that sounds like you're going to get sick. I, 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 I love I almost books, but I don't, I don't see how, how people don't get sick when they fly on brooms. I got off that ride, I just, all I could do was sit and stare at the ground and wait for the nausea to pass. Uh, yeah, I know that feeling. Yeah. It's not fun at all. It really sucks. Mm-hmm. So what, uh, uh, what, uh, what, 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 what else is going on, Everly? Uh, well, I told you I fractured my wrist. That, uh, my birthday is on Thursday, so that's okay. happening. Well, I want to tell you, let me be the first to say to you, Everly, happy birthday. Thank you, Tom. Is this the big one? Now you can drive? Uh, no, I'm turning 12, not, not, not 16. Wait, no, wait, it's 16. Yeah, it's 16. I'm not turning yeah. 16. I'm still in middle school. I'm not, I'm not you can go to a bar yet. now, right, and have a cold one, right? A beer? I can't have yeah. beer. No, you could go to a you now. You can go to a bar and say, I, I, "Give me a cold no, beer." No, 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 no. You have to be twenty-one to have a beer. Okay, I thought it was twelve. Twelve? I feel like that wouldn't end well. Uh, it wouldn't end well. Well, it doesn't end well for people that are twenty-one. Um, uh, that's because they decide to drink too much, and that's kind of yeah. their fault. So, yeah. don't drink a drive, people! Yeah, thank you, Everly, for that message. This is what I want you to say to to your dad. Say, yo, Kevin. Oh, wait, I gotta call him in. One second. Yo, Kevin! Go get me a cold, go grab me a cold one. Go get me a Say, cold beer. No, not a cold beer. Say, yo, Kevin, go get me a cold one. Hey, Kevin, go get me a cold one. And say, say, a cold glass of water, that is, because I'm not old enough to drink. A cold glass of water, that is, because I'm not old enough to drink. He's, he's, he's dying. Busting out. Uh, what All else? right. What else can we say? Well, what are you going to do for your birthday? Um, I'm just going to see some family. I don't really want a big party or anything. Sounds like you do, though. Sounds like you're being like, oh, I don't want a big party. But meanwhile, you're like, oh, I hope I get a big party. What if you got a big surprise party? What if it was a big surprise party? Well, no one would come except my family because of COVID. Yeah, that's true. If I did get a big surprise party, they better have Harry Potter decorations. That that's that's the only thing. Harry Potter decorations. Yeah. That would that would be the that would be the big request there. Sure. What character would you want to see? Hanging oh, from the wall. That's a really hard one. Oh, there's so many good ones. Oh, I, 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 I guess Hermione. Hermione's one of the really good ones. Okay. Buckbeak, I guess he's not Buckbeak, really Buckbeak, the dog, right? The flying no, dog. No, Buckbeak is a hippogriff. It's like a griffin, except it's okay. half eagle, half horse. 
Okay, so you got Buckbeak, you got uh, you got uh, Gooby. What, what's Gooby's name again? Uh, Gooby, right? Gooby, you mean Dobby? Dobby? Dobby. Oh. House Elf? Nobody likes Gooby or Dobby. Dobby. Everyone loves Dobby. No one likes him at first, but the, by the end of the second book, everyone loves Dobby. And he gets flushed down a toilet in the thing? No! He punishes himself when he gives Harry information he shouldn't be, but then he's freed, and so, yeah. Oh, I just spoiled that. I, I heard he gets flushed down a toilet in the final thing. No, he does not get flushed down a toilet. <laughs> and what's the main bad guy's name? Voldemort, or he who must not be No, no, it's different. What, what is the bad guy's name? Voldemort, or he no, I don't think that's it. Oh no, it's uh, J.K. Rowling. What? No, she she's the writer. You see? Oh yeah, she's in she's in Hufflepuff house. She took a quiz. She got Hufflepuff. So yeah, uh, no, she's not the bad guy. Okay, well, you'll find out soon enough. Um, all right, my friend. I'm going to take some other calls because I got a whole phone bank here. And other people want to get yeah. on the show. We're we're going to share. But your birthday's coming up in a couple of days, and it's very exciting. And I say happy yep. birthday to you, Everly. I love Thank when you, you call. You're always fun. Thank you. Okay, you have a great night. You too. Bye. Okay, bye. Do 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 do. Boop boop boop. Do 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 do. Any word from Anna? Let me check the Zoom. Check the Zoom, please. Good. Oh, yeah. Here we go. All right. Let's do it. Do it. Please bring on my guest, if you could. I have a special guest. Uh, we, uh, this is one of our segments on the show. We, uh, a lot of the time we have these people on the show and they're, it, it, this is a segment I call, it's kind of the Tomorrow's Stars segment of the show. Where we, yeah. we, we, we hand the show over to the, cause sometimes this show, you, you look at it and, and you, you think you were, you think like it's, it's sometimes it's, it skews too old and you, you think this might as well be a McDonald's at eight in the morning filled with old timers sitting around drinking that small coffee at McDonald's and nursing a USA today. But, but as they say, the youth must be served. And they also say youth gone wild. Uh, Sonic, uh, I believe Sonic youth had a song called youth gone wild. Oh, wait, no, that was skid row. Um, but, but in a, in a nod to, instead of looking to yesterday, which we got all these people on talking about uh, the doing the, the Hucklebuck and uh, 23 Skidoo, OU Kid, um, talking about uh, gas rationing and uh, chip beef and stone soup and uh, all that. We, we, we need to look. This is the 21st century gang. We gotta, we gotta start shoving some of these fossils, uh, out to sea. And we gotta, the show needs to have 
contemporary voices anymore. We can't we can't just be arguing over which uh which birds you like better, the one that had uh, Ron Wood in it or or the one with Roger McGuinn. We can't do that anymore, guys. And that's why we have on one of one of the top performers of today. Anna Saragina. I mean, I mean, wow. <laughs> and this is one of the top comedians in the business. And I say comedians. And, but, but Anna can do so much more than just comedy. Yeah. Com- thank you. And, and, and I skew very young. So you that's. You skew very young. Exactly. Yeah. I skew young. Yeah. So. So it's like if you want to, to get, you think of if this is you think of me and you think of things like you think of things like Oldsmobiles and uh mm. and you think of like old seventy eights that you could pick up and check yes. out and you think of just like like hip surgery and things like that. Or these are those are the huh. things I I evoke. We get and- an we get an Anna Saragina on the show. You think of TikTok and you think of Machine Gun Kelly and you think of all the, <laughs> the things that the the kids are into, whether it's Machine Gun Kelly or or TikTok. TikTok but there's or, no Jello Biafra uh, slander here because no. I, I skew younger than that. Yeah, that's not. So you think right. of really TikTok and no, you think of Machine Gun Kelly. Machine Gun Kelly. Yeah, exactly. And like, I'm cut from the from the cloth. When I say jackass, I say, "Oh, uh, Johnny Knoxville and 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 uh, Bam Margera." And when when Anna Sergina says jackass, she's talking about poopies. And, poopies, uh, yeah, I'm talking about and, poopies. And, <laughs> and, the, and, and Zach, the woman, yeah, and, yeah, and. Rachel Wolfson. Thank you. Is yes, that exactly. is that her name? Rachel Wolfson? Yes. Yes. And I'm cut from the guy. I say, <laughs> and when, when Anna says, who's like an old timer on jackass, she goes, oh, well, a uh, dark shark, of course. Of course. <laughs> and I say, what about <laughs> Phil Margera? Uh-huh. It's, it's, it's an, it's the, it's the forever fascinating uh, generation gap. Well, it's the passing of the torch, right? That yes. that's what it's all about. Yes, it's 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 Dave England passing the torch to poopies. Absolutely, it's exactly the torch being passed to poopies, and <laughs> specifically that, actually, mostly that. Look, I, but, nobody was more excited about that jackass movie than I was. The second they were just like, "This is poopies," I was almost like, "Yeah, I think I'm out." I think I might get up and leave. <laughs> I'm seeing it the night it comes out. You're leaving. In a theater. And you're out the door. And suddenly I'm just like, I think I might leave. There's wow. a guy named Poopies in this. It's six minutes in. I'm That's like, all it took. I don't know if I can. And, I, and as far as the, as the human goes, perfectly mm-hmm. fine. It's yeah. just the name. The name you go, I, I can't do this. My generation, a name meant something. Thank you, Anna. Yeah, now, well, I no, want to understand I, how you live. You know. Yeah, exactly. It's a, it was a look behind the curtain because you look and you see Johnny Knoxville. Suddenly, you're like, 
why is the hair on his head a different color than yeah, it it's was very, in the first one? Exactly. And, and you know what's nice is for the chicks, there was in Just Like That, and we had that with Miranda. But for the fellas, we have Jackass, and we have that conversation with Johnny Knoxville. So I, this actually, it's actually a great year. And just like that, yes. Did did you find? Did you feel? Did you feel heard and mm-hmm. seen mm-hmm. and represented? And and just like that, between some of the fun young characters in that, like Miranda's son, who yeah, is apparently a weird, yeah. inappropriate sex addict. Yeah, who, I know. That's that's me. Whose whose girlfriend orders inappropriate items that are shipped. To their house. On Amazon. On Amazon. Nonetheless. Yeah, I just had it sent over here. Why? Yeah. Why? That, means, that means in her Amazon account, she's got a couple of addresses at least. She's, she's scrolling through those addresses and goes, <laughs> yeah, let's send it to the Hobbs house. There's two, three addresses in there. <laughs> All right, pick your poison. Yeah. And it's just like, well, well, it, it was like, was it like a... a uh, like a sex toy or something that got sent to the house. And then like, Oh, I, that's my package. Why would you ever have that delivered to someone else's house? And no, then Tom, be- that's the thing. That's what youth is all about. We're, that's you know, I'm very it. much in there. I'm in there, you know? So mm-hmm. I, same thing. I'll, I'll get an Amazon package delivered to anyone's house. Sure, I so don't you, care. You get it. And it's like, you get it. Cause you're, I I watch and just like that and I see myself in a uh I see a, a a Charlotte and I see myself in it. You watch and you you see Rock and you're like, "Oh, yeah. I I'm more I'm kind of like Rock and I'm kind of like Lily and I'm yeah. kind of like Miranda's disgusting son." Yeah. Who, but there was one character that we all saw a little bit of ourselves then. We all know who that is, of course. We all know who that is. Jay Diaz. I mean, I look at them and I go, that's, I mean, any, I don't care who you are. That's me. Everybody screamed at the same time. Just like when they, they, they would always say <laughs> that the, that the water supply goes down during the commercials in the Super Bowl because everybody's using the, the, mm-hmm. the turlet at the same mm-hmm. time and flushing. Mm-hmm. Everyone in America screamed, "That's me!" I, I thought maybe the uh, the the Laugh Factory website goes down during the commercial breaks, of just like that, because people are just yeah. <laughs> overwhelming the the uh, <clears throat> the, the yeah. The I look today is a day for celebration, Anna, because because Hillary Clinton got COVID. No. I'm not. What kind of celebrating are you doing over at that house of yours? Yeah, I can't even begin to tell you. You're just like, yeah. Well, you know what I what I appreciated about her tweeting about COVID is that she she added kind of a flirty, and I am taking movie recommendations. And you know me, I'm a film lover. Mm-hmm. I want to get in there. I want to get in the discourse. Did you did you send her any recommendations? I go slow. Wait, what? What was that? <laughs> you know, slow, Pasolini's slow. Oh, yeah. Okay, great. Why don't you just <laughs> recommend? Uh, why don't you just recommend like uh, uh, what's uh, 
Yeah, yeah. Uh, Ber- Berlin Alexander plots. Yes, exactly. While you're at it. Close second. Yeah. yeah. Hey, yeah. Uh, hey, Hillary, how up on uh, Fassbender are you? Want to check this one out? Hey, uh, uh, what about plopping on martyrs and just cozying out with yeah. Bill? Yeah. Have you seen any of these less blank? Uh, <laughs> the films? documentaries are. Yeah. yeah. I think it's worth checking out. Uh, if if I had if I had the feeling that I had a spike going down the center of my forehead that will not stop, which is what COVID was like for me, oh, I, I would love it if somebody recommended, say, uh, an early Mel's brother uh, salesman. Why don't you watch Salesman? <laughs> yeah. Oh, goody. Yeah. Well, thank God. Yeah. I will say this: when I had COVID. There was, I would rather have gotten a job, uh, as a, as a rodeo clown mm. before I would have watched anything on Criterion Channel. <laughs> no, you didn't feel, you didn't use the time wisely. I wasn't just like, now's a chance to really brush up on some of these things. Some of these things are leaving. Yeah. You didn't was, take the opportunity to deep dive uh, into Tarkovsky. Uh, no, exactly. Yeah, let me let me really. This is a good time. Let me. Uh, I watch Drive My Car three times. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Perfect. I, I saw Drive My Car in the theater. Mm-hmm. It's the quietest movie I've ever seen in my life. Let me ask you this, Tom: Are you Stubbs? Do I use Stubbs? Yeah. Um, I have. I'm currently not. Uh, not utilizing uh, stubs. You're abstaining. I'm abstubbing. Wow. Okay. See, this is, <laughs> that's why you're the Chey Diaz. That's, now. I'm going to send that one in. <laughs> yeah. If anybody has the fax number for the, and just like that writer's room, I want to just get that joke in the mix. We got to get you staffed. I got to get staffed. You got to get staffed. Could you imagine? Yes. The menu order going around in that room. Yeah. Where are we going? Sweet green again? Great. <laughs> Absolutely. Everyday sweet green, of course. Yeah. Fine. I guess I'll get the fish taco thing. Mm. Um, so local Anna, flavor. Anna, you are a comedian. You're an actor. You're a writer and, but what you are known as in 2022 mm-hmm. is a podcaster. Okay. So see, when you go, which character do you identify with from and just like that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I go, I identify actually with the podcast. Yes. That <laughs> portion. It's, it's kind of, it is kind of like a Rorschach where you look and you <laughs> see, you see yourself in different ways and. My favorite podcasts are the ones that deal with um that deal very seriously with uh gender issues but also have a soundboard where somebody's playing fart sounds and uh-huh. uh and no, I don't think so or whatever was like Well, it's it's an art form for today, you know. But that was like that was almost like <laughs> They were writing the show and they're just like, well, I haven't heard one of these podcasts everybody's talking about, but I have heard the Z Morning Zoo 
And is that what a podcast is? Well, let's just do that as a thing. (laughs) Yeah, the amount of research that went into podcasting and comedy was um, impressive. Yeah. and To say the least, yeah. I love that Che Diaz was like, I'm going to L.A., so I'm quitting the podcast. That was was literally the most unrealistic thing I've ever heard in my life. Oh, yeah, now you can't can't come to los angeles and do a podcast no by any there's there's no way to make that work yeah so so podcast is for new york and pilots are for la so that's that's kind of that's the breakdown do you think that tony danza was mad when he heard that that they referenced him as auditioning for the part and he's just like hey i don't audition anymore what are you doing to me i'm offer only i'm offer only yeah you're gonna say i'm auditioning (laughs) i'm not auditioning to play jay diaz's father they can make me an offer they can make an offer (laughs) we'll see if i can refuse it (laughs) exactly and i guess we'll have to wait and see if i refuse it (laughs) but anna you have done you have done a season of a podcast called truth hounds truth hounds yeah and season two is about to begin can can i even do you one better oh you're oh oh, yeah please i mean it, it it began today Season two of Truth Hounds began today. Now, so guess what? What's that? I come to you on the day of kind of my daughter's wedding. Look at this. You come to <laughs> me go. on the day of, we're kind of blurring the characters into each other. <laughs> you're, you're coming to me, but it's my show. And yeah, so she's our I'm daughter. I'm not sure what any of this means exactly. Who owes who a favor now? I'm not sure. Like, yeah, I, it's not exactly tracking. But um, well, that's the difference between your generation and my mm. generation. With your generation, it's all Johnny Knoxville and whose daughter is it? And with my generation, it's Poopies and it's kind of the community's daughter, you know? Yes, and like you said, for your you have that <laughs> your friend with COVID said it takes a village. <laughs> my good friend with COVID. You yeah, know what he, else my good friend with COVID said? What's that? And this is disgusting. In some speech, she goes, she's talking about kids. And she goes, mm-hmm. and we have to think about even our littlest citizens. And I, yeah, I can't get, I can't get that out of my head. That's, that's truly awful. <laughs> I can't, to I can't call, to call children our littlest, our littlest citizens. <laughs> They're just our littlest yeah. citizens. Yeah. By all means, let's hustle them up into <laughs> adulthood. Yeah. That's, that's the whole problem. <laughs> that's the whole problem with things. <laughs> Kids, kids are being kids for too long. No, they're and adults. Yeah, exactly. They, what a weird up a world. Earn your keep, you know. Anna, we're in a world now where people <laughs> are in a rush to make kids adults, but when they become adults, they do nothing but act like kids. Oh God, don't I know it? Where they're like, because usually with like wrestling, and I'm not putting people down who like wrestling. You like wrestling? God bless you. Go all day and pretend you're Hulk Hogan or whoever you're hero is and you jump off the turnbuckle and you and slam Gary Hart or whatever the guy's name was. Um, Something like that. 
but like wrestling was the kind of thing where in the fifties it was for just like for just like people to just go see live and laugh at yeah. or to like like that like it was just like a thing that was just like yeah it's wrestling it, uh-huh. some people think it's real some people don't but nobody was like living and dying with it now it's like but then when like this new generation aged up they're just like no wrestling is still ours we're not giving it back to children yes and they did the same thing with comic books and they did the same thing with like Star Wars where they're just like where they're like I hate Jar Jar Binks he's the worst it's like well, I got news for you. Check C-3PO out one of these days. What? And you realize you had a Jar Jar Binks when you were a kid. His name was C-3PO. And he was super annoying. And yeah. you had yours. Don't don't take it away from kids. Wow. You're Every slandering kid. Jello Biafra. Now, I mean, Jar Jar now Star and, Wars. And C-3PO. I, look, I'm going after the Bay Area. You really are. Really, the Bay Area really is really taking it on the chin tonight over on the best show between, <laughs> you know, what in Lucas films, they're furious Skywalker Ranch. They don't know what oh to do now. They're probably That's trying right. to keep, don't let George hear this. Absolutely. Don't. don't Daily City is whispering. Yeah. Don't let George hear this. Yeah. Tell George there was no new best show this week. <laughs> Make sure you go to him and tell him there's no new best show. This week. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Oh, George, pretty weird. There was no best show this week, huh? You just say it casually. Though. Don't just <laughs> say, you know, say it in the middle of, a, you know, of another thing. Yeah. 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 Hey, George, you check out, uh, uh, you watch, uh, the, the, the Beatles documentary. Oh, yeah. <laughs> go, yeah. And there's no new, <laughs> there's good. no new, uh, best show this week. What a weird time, huh? It's a weird time because you got the documentary, but no new best show at the same time. It's just, it's kind of crazy. <laughs> George, you, did you watch, uh, Love is Blind season two? That was pretty, oh, yeah. pretty, uh, pretty nuts. And, uh, yeah, now, uh, and there's no best show this week. Uh, so. yeah, it's, it's naming just a couple of things that there aren't this week. There's no bachelor. That's over. Yeah. No just, new best show. That's just, I don't know where that is. You and just uh, front load. Then you hope he doesn't hear me saying George, George Banks. <laughs> And see if we can lower the same. Yeah, we'll front um, load it. Don't worry about that. So now tell me, Anna, Truth Hounds has, there's some sort of, what is the skydiving thing now with your show? And first of all, what is true? Tell people who don't know what Truth Hounds is, what it is. And I fear there are a few of them. Again, for know. people, for again, the Bay Area. I want to mention, what is this? The way uh, Mr. Bungle would say, another Bay Area. Wow. He said, what is it? So tell people what (laughs) is it and it being your podcast. The the podcast. Um, So the podcast I co-host and co-make with Kyle Mazzono, who who earnestly wanted to be here tonight, but could not. Okay. Busy. But... uh, we kind of, uh, we investigate things like why does time fly by when you're having fun? Um, why are some people mean? Mm-hmm. Um, why are some people late? Sure. So you're trying to get to the bottom of these. Yeah. And so for, to give you an example from season one, why does time fly by and you're having fun? We go, well, let's, let's check out what happens when we don't have fun. Hey, let's go stare at a wall at Costco. 
for 10 minutes. Uh-huh. Uh. Let's see what happens then. Watch what happens live. Sure. Watch what happens live. Well, I would say that would depend on which wall you were looking at at Costco. Yes. And we, we went, uh, we chose West. Okay. The Western wall of Costco. And what was on that Western wall? Nothing. Brown, brown as day. And you were not having fun. We had fun because um, people kept stopping to look at Kyle, and I kept saying that she looked like Doctor Demento. So we had, we unfortunately did have fun. So yeah, people were that one like, didn't fly. Why is that? Do- why is Doctor Demento? Why is Doctor Costco? <laughs> I mean, why is this woman so close to the wall of Costco? I mean, that's just too close. I don't care who you are. Yeah. Now, did Kyle, uh, did Kyle have a little, little horn? Was no. Kyle going like, eh, eh. no, 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 no. Like Dr. Very, Demento? No, no. Acoustic. She was Top hat? She went unplugged. No, no hat at all. If you could believe it. And was Kyle saying like, hello, everybody. And she wasn't we're saying going to hear Barnes and Barnes with fish heads up next. Ab- I am telling you, Tom, absolutely not. She had no accoutrements. And yet she still looked like Dr. Demento. It was her, it was her spirit. That is, that's a powerful spirit. That's why we have to get a podcast. We go, her spirit's yeah. too powerful. I gotta get, let's get a podcast going about this. Well, so, so, then, Tom, so, so that was season one. That's season one that's gone for, we also, we also, uh, we recorded an episode about moving dirt. We go, let's just, let's go where podcasting hasn't gone before. Let's, let's move dirt. Sure. Okay. So we did that. You moved some dirt if, around. If you're asking. We moved okay. dirt around. Yeah. This season, I mean, episode one, I mean, what happened is that in, in season one, we got a one-star review on iTunes. And so we, we kind of investigate that. Uh-huh. 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 <laughs> and I'm sure that ended in a very satisfying. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> that was just that you reached a satisfying you put a nice bow around it and you feel like you can just move forward now from that. I mean, it felt like a day at the spa, you know? So it just, it just, I felt comfortable. I felt satisfied. Um, and so we go, I mean, I mean, look, I'm here. I'm, I'm, I'm getting the coveted best show bump and that doesn't, you know, that I don't take that lightly. Sure. Sure. Now what is the skydive? Tell me about skydiving. Well, so we go other, other than the coveted best show bump, what can we do to promote the podcast? And so we go, what if we go skydiving? <laughs> and so we, we, we did that. We went skydiving. I go, let's go skydiving and we'll, we'll yell the name of the podcast and we'll make the instructor yell it too. And we'll sure. get a nice video. Mm-hmm. And next thing you know, people are listening to the podcast. Well, um, and that worked out. That How? worked. I mean, we, we drive to Paris, California. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we do go skydiving. I get strapped to a guy. I mean, you're just strapped to a guy. Uh huh. Is, is the thing I really want to underline that I didn't really take that into consider things I didn't take into consideration are that you're just strapped to a guy for a while. So you're just hanging out with, you know, a guy. Mm-hmm. That you've and, never uh, met before. No. And uh, and then you're also you're just in your regular outfit. 
So your your street clothes get to take a little road trip to the sky. Okay, and so you're just you're just in your jeans up there. So you're yeah. just you're dressed as if you were going to go to Chipotle. Yeah, I'm dressed like I, I'm going to Chipotle. But now you're but it turns out you were also dressed <laughs> to jump out of a plane. I'm dressed. To, I'm going to Chipotle eventually, but I take a little pit stop. You know, I kind of fall out of the sky. I would. Um, I don't know if I could do it. Well, here's what I will say: very. You're not really making once you're once you're strapped to the guy. Mm-hmm. And I really want to highlight that you're strapped to a guy. Um, you're, you're not really making the decision, you know, like he's, you're not even making the decision to step out of the plane. He's going and you're like his plus one. Mm-hmm. So you're doing very little actually. All you're doing is just like participating in gravity. Yeah. He's going and you go, ah, you know, I already, <laughs> I'm already here. So, mm-hmm. so, but my favorite part is that you, you know, you're, you're falling. Honestly, it kind of sucks. It really hurts. And, and it's just really uncomfortable physically, but what part hurts the wind, uh, the wind in the face nonstop. It, oh, nonstop. I mean, you're not getting a moment of breathing time. Mm-hmm. The goggles, they're hurting your head. The, the pressure is insane. It really hurts. Um, you're drooling. Truth be told, this isn't glamorous. Um, and do they have like some weird GoPro aimed at your face to sell you your own footage of you looking absolutely. like a weird melting person? Absolutely. With royalty free music, mm-hmm. um, kind of s- splattered all over the video. Where you go, it goes. Mm-hmm. This royalty free music. So I really love that. I wonder who's in charge of those decisions. But once the parachute opens, you're you're kind of free floating. Uh-huh. For was that about nice? 15, it was kind of nice. It's very quiet. It's very for 15 peaceful. what? 15 15 minutes. 15 minutes. So Tom, here's where I I, I here's where I'm coming from. I'm strapped to this guy. 15 mm-hmm. minutes. I start trying to make small talk. <laughs> okay. While you're thousands of feet above the ground. Well, you know, you, you see, it, it looks so, you're so far away. You're so high up that it doesn't look real, actually. Mm-hmm. So there's only so many times you could go, that's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> goes, the, the, there's that's that crazy. whole, uh, that whole thing where it becomes, I felt that way when I saw, uh, to a lesser scale, when I saw, um, the, uh, in Las Vegas, I saw the Beatles, uh, 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 Cirque du Soleil show. And I was just like, at the first, so it starts off and you're like, Oh my God, this is the craziest thing I ever saw before. They're flying all over the place. They're bouncing <laughs> off trampolines. Everything is death defying. You cannot oh. believe what you saw. After like 15 minutes, you're just like, it's still, it's still as death defying as it was, but I became incredibly numb to all of it. And it was just kind of like, yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, they're playing help. And they're, uh, oh, they're playing help, and yeah. they're bouncing. Uh, they're doing BMX bike <laughs> stunts. It's still just as risky as yeah. anything else in the show. But I'm just so numb at this point. You know, when I didn't feel numb, when um, 
is in the Chris Angel Las Vegas show. Wait, which one's that? Mind Freak? Um, or the new one? The new one. And what's the new one called? Uh, no refunds. No refunds. <laughs> you know, I don't remember. Title? I should have. No. I think it but, starts with an A, if I remember correctly. Animaniacs. It was Animaniacs at, at <laughs> yeah. the Warner Brothers water tank. Uh, yeah. I mean, I've actually, you know what? I got to come clean. I've, I've seen Mind Freak too. I've seen both shows. Sure. You're a, you're a, you're a, a Chris Angel head. I'm an absolute Chris Angel head. I've seen, I, mean, I saw Mind Freak. I did see Mind Freak. Did you, did you have yeah. a, a wonderful time? Oh yeah. My favorite part is when he was just like, when he cuts to all the people saying like, may like levitate me, Chris. And then, and then like there's this video montage is like, and then it's like, then there's like Shaq on it. It's like, Hey, yes. Chris, hey, yeah. Chris, levitate me. That's a and really good like, chat. Wow. Hey, <laughs> and, um, but he was like, and then he did this levitation stunt. Yes. And it was kind of like, he kind of didn't do it also in a way like he did. Cause it's like the whole thing with Chris Angel is. Yeah. If you have if you have half a brain in your head, you'd know all of it is just wires. There's just like oh, yeah. it's just yeah. like but it's not even like a kind of magic where you're like, How? I know it's a trick, but I don't know how. It's like you know at Chris Angel that it's all a trick and you know how. You know exactly how. It's all wires. But then but then he you know what his the real element of magic is? That buffalo accent of his. <laughs> okay, that is one. You that's, know what the other one is? I feel is? like that's the most magical part of the whole show. <laughs> You're not this guy clearly from that. upstate New York just being like, <laughs> I like magic. Yeah, he's like, I hey, how you going with the You yeah. guys want to see magic? <laughs> but but it's like, got like <laughs> that slight, yeah, it's just a weird act. Like, the, like he's from upstate and yeah. you're just like, okay, I guess, I guess we're in the hands of a dude from Syracuse is gonna. Yeah, he's a Sir- he's a big Syracuse guy. You guys like <laughs> garbage plates? Yeah, <laughs> you get him with SUNY Binghamton. I I gotta tell you, when I saw Mind Freak, mm-hmm. there weren't that many people there, mm-hmm. and it was a really incredible experience because I bought the cheapest seats, mm-hmm. and I got there, and this uh, woman who turned out to be the janitor, which would be important later. Mm-hmm. Um, a little bit of foreshadowing for you. She goes, you can you can sit in the fifth row. No one comes. And I go, mm-hmm. oh, okay. So I sit so in the. Those fifth are row. his comp. Those are like, oh, yeah, oh yeah. It was very sparsely, uh, modestly attended. Row. Modest attended. Okay. And we've all been there. Yeah. And um, and the video. This was at the Luxor at the time. Okay. Yeah. So I don't know. Did you see it at the Luxor or somewhere else? Is that the one shaped like a pyramid? Yes. Then that's where I saw it. Okay. So you know how in the beginning he starts, you see the video of him standing at the tip of the Luxor? Yes. Yes. Okay. <laughs> but but in the video, it's daytime. Mm-hmm. and but, but when I was there, it was already nighttime outside. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I guess he just didn't adjust the video for daylight savings no. time. No, he, he didn't get around to that. <laughs> no. <laughs> Very busy. He's a busy guy. He's got time to even out the continuity on 
the yeah, you gotta, primary, you know, you gotta, the introductory magic in the show. Uh, you got to check in on Jonathan Davis. I mean, there's a lot of yeah. stuff he's got to do. You know, there's his day is he's busy. checking on the guy from Corn. Yeah, he's he's very busy. <laughs> he's checking in on the guy from Corn. How you doing? You know how you how you doing? What's going yeah. on? So you're in the fifth row. Okay, so I'm in the. You don't want to talk about Jonathan Davis, I guess. Oh, I um, he's in the fifth row. I'm in the fifth row. Mm-hmm. And um, because there aren't that many people there, you can tell right away who's a plant because they're dressed simply. No other word comes to mind other than fabulous. I mean, they're they're just they're really dressed very well. Mm-hmm. And so when he pulls this woman, who's I mean, essentially in a gown, mm-hmm. up on stage, and she yeah. she does a song and dance, she goes, "Oh my me? I mean, I don't I I don't know. I yeah. I don't know if I could. Quite pr- I mean, you know, I don't. Okay, I guess I will." Yeah. Um, so that was really funny. Um, mm. This was this did have um, what's the what's the sexy show? Because this was in collaboration in cahoots with um, the the sexy show. The certain some other Cirque du Soleil. Uh, yeah, there was like a dirty Cirque du Soleil show. Well, I I go what you know what what's the how are they in cahoots? Where when's that gonna come play a factor? He goes, Here comes Tanya from the name of the show. Forgive mm-hmm. me for forgetting. Sure. Yes. She comes out and he goes, Do you guys like Tanya? We go, Yeah, you know. Sure. He goes, Do you mm-hmm. want to see Tanya disappear? And we go, sure, yeah. She makes her disappear. That was the end of Tanya. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. If I was Chris Angel at this point, what I would do <laughs> yeah. I'd come out and go. I would come out and claim that I made half the audience disappear. Yes. I'd say I pulled the fan. <laughs> I pulled the Thanos. I just got rid of half the audience. <laughs> and now really it's just me. You just blame it on his. Just take credit for why there's nobody there. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's why you're good. Well, yeah. if my Chris favorite Angel would only part, hire me to write for him. I I honestly uh, would would love that. I mean, I'd go from I, honestly, the, we got to get you in that yeah, room. I'd go from the and just like that writer's room yeah. right into the Chris Angel. <laughs> we got to get you in your room. Yeah, that's right. Um, but my favorite part is that he um, some doves flew out of his sleeves. Right. Mm-hmm. And then but because the theater was nearly empty, I saw them hit no. the back wall and die. Oh, my God. <laughs> and, then, and then the. The janitor lady from earlier had to go sweep them up. So, I mean, that's, I go, that's worth. Yeah. That's no amount of money. I mean, I would pay, I would pay a thousand dollars to see this. Yeah. I would say, Chris, congratulations. You made my will to live disappear. (laughs) They need you there. They need you in the room. The way those. (laughs) The way you killed those animals <laughs> yeah. during the show. Definitely. No animals were harmed during the wait. Some animals some were harmed. Some animals were harmed, of course. Do you know in the new one, he goes, so everything he says kind of rocks. Mm-hmm. He has a bass player who just stands at the side of the stage ready to go to, to rock. And bass the, player? <laughs> yes, there's just a so bass gonna, player. What's he going to play? Tax man? He's like play bass, bass songs. Yeah. That's exactly why. Yeah. 
So he's he's on kind of he's on um he's on call. His call never really comes. <laughs> the, the call never comes, Tom. That would be the greatest if the guy played Seinfeld music. That would be, of course. <laughs> so the bass player never plays anything. He's just on oh, call. Oh, he's just threatening you with the with the potential uh-huh. to play, the potential sure. to rock. And I understand that. That is frightening. Yeah, but the so, potential to rock. I mean, frightening to even say the potential mm. to rock. Yeah. And then he uh, he keeps going like. You guys like spiders? You know, the crowd goes nuts. I mean, he's like, do you guys like, like spiders? Them? Yeah, I mean, he's just naming stuff. You know, <laughs> he's, he's naming running stuff. Running at the clock on this show, like <laughs> yeah. it's like that one but, magician, that crybaby magician, <laughs> the one who did that special where he was like, oh, the, yeah, I know. The oh, one that guy can't handle that. That guy where he's just like, uh, do you remember that point in the pandemic when everybody was like, oh, you have to watch this. Yeah. You get this in thing. hushed tones. Yeah, okay, oh yes, but oh, you oh, have to watch. You have to watch this guy. He cries. And then Tim Gunn cries. He does three tricks in 90 <laughs> minutes. He does three magic tricks in 90 minutes. And one of them is has a book that he gives an audience member to go home yeah. and do like do the show for him apparently. Yeah. Like you're you're like a collaborator now. If he yeah. ever picked me to take that book, I would take it. I'd throw it right in the sewer, <laughs> right outside the theater. And then you'd watch after the show, that crybaby on his hands and knees with a stick trying to fish it out of the sewer. Oh, very punk. I yeah. Mean, and that's... then. Well, he, I got to yeah. say, he looks like, and I'm not, you know, I'm not, not trying to do, but he looks like Nanette at an Asian fusion restaurant. The wall reminds me of like just an Asian <laughs> fusion restaurant <laughs> waiting room. And my man's just doing Nanette. You know, <laughs> but 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 Tom, but to, but to be fair, Tim Gunn is crying. You know, what yes, I mean? no, he did make Tim Gunn cry. Like, Come on, at the end of the day, you know, Tim Gunn is crying. If you at can the make end Tim Gunn day. cry, yeah, that's the real magic trick. Well, but so check this out, Chris Angel. He goes, you know, do you guys like this? Do you guys like that? Mm-hmm. Everybody's hyped. The woman in front of me is basically pulling her hair out. That's how. That's uh-huh. how horned up she is for this. Okay. Okay. He goes, then halfway through, he goes, do you guys like cancer? Oh, he's going to start on the Johnny Christopher stuff now. Oh, Tom, he goes right into it. (laughs) He does a cancer bit. I mean, it's just, it's just his, oh. God bless him. His kid was sick for a while. Yeah, God bless him. His kid's better now uh, from everything I've heard. But the show I saw, he did a weird thing where there was like a, uh, a sexy lady was came out in a wheelchair acting all uh, like she was sick and then suddenly pulls off the thing and starts dancing around no. and it was like yeah that was the <laughs> most troubling thing I've ever seen in my life oh, and it was like wow. yeah no it's it's a weird it's weird how with some of these shows it could either be the thing you did is the most strangely personal thing, and you should probably never tell anyone about that. Or it should be, yeah, put it in this incredibly mainstream show, and yeah. it's so weird that it becomes like oddly universal. It's it's strange how those things work like that. They go from being so unique to where you might be just like, oh, we could never do this in a show. That's just too too strange, mm-hmm. and then. 
then it'd be just like, nah, let's do it. And then everybody, it's for everybody all of a sudden. Wow. Well, you know, it's for everybody also. And watch this. <laughs> watch this. Watch how I do this. Okay. Truth Hound season two. Oh, Tom. I mean, this is, this is why you're good. I mean, well, this is, you. I mean, you're, you're kind of what I, you're BP, you're, you know, you're beyond pod, but. Oh, thank, thank some you. of us I'm beyond pod. I appreciate yeah, you're it. beyond pod and yeah. I'm not afraid to say it, you know, and I some of us are just it. in the gutter looking up at the stars mm-hmm. as, as, as kind of, you know, yeah, huh? we, de- we say, and mm-hmm. so to us, the stars are you and you know. well, you're, you're, you're very sweet and uh, you might need to get some perspective on a few <laughs> things. If that's how you truly see things. Oh my God. Um, no, I can't get, I'm in the gutter. Where, where do you have to go for perspective? Keep uh, in mind. That's true. Um, yeah. Now, Anna, what else is going on? You got, you got some, you doing shows? What are you doing? What, what's, what's going on? Are you around Los Angeles? Are you back doing live stuff? Oh, I'm back. You know, <laughs> I, I, I gotta well, get on the very stage. Convincing. They can't keep me away from the yeah. stage. I, I go, you know, now more than ever. Mm-hmm. Now, right now, more than ever, you know, cause. Uh-huh. You know, comedy's in a, it's a sensitive place right now. You know, guys can barely be guys anymore. So I just, I do what I can. Well, we appreciate it. Uh, yeah, and I, I know. On that. behalf of all guys, yeah. we appreciate, we appreciate yeah. you fighting the good fight. Um, but ser- yeah. seriously, your season two is out of Truth Hounds. It started today, literally today. today. Yeah. Literally it's, today. It's very exciting. I'm glad you are still doing it and I'm excited to hear what goes on in season two and people can get it where they get podcasts. They can get it exactly where they get podcasts. mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Now (laughs) I, I say to you, thank you for coming on the best show. Oh my God, Tom. Thank you. What a pleasure. Well, it's a, it's a mutual uh, pleasure. It's a mutual pleasure. Yeah. Okay. Well, thank you very much. I look forward to seeing you soon. And yeah. yeah. Thank you, Anna Saragina. Thank you, Tom. Gina. Gina. Yeah, Gina. well, you know, either I way. get it wrong. I always get it wrong. I always think I got it right and then I outsmart myself in my head and say the wrong thing. It's weird. Well, check this out. Thank you, yeah. Tom Sharpling. There you go. Look at that. So, you know, I mean, it's, I appreciate it. I'm well, <laughs> thanks, Anna. And I will talk to you soon. Yeah. Bye, okay. Tom. All right, bye. That was nice. I love Anna. I love talking to Anna. She's cool. Um, Pat, we got any other calls? We got one, two, three. Let's do these three. Hello, best show. Tom. Hi. Hi, how are you? I'm good. To whom am I speaking? This is uh, Jim Hill out in Babylon... Long Island, New York. Babylon, New York. What's going on in Babylon tonight? Well, I've been sitting here for a long time waiting to talk to you. I've been a long time listener and I sat here and waited and waited and I got through. So I'm super excited. Here you are. It's your moment now. It's your moment now, Jim. Yes. I'm a Patreon member. Uh, I pre-ordered your book. You get it, yeah. So be, and also a a not often mentioned friend of Tom. Oh yes, the friends of Tom, the the original. Do you remember what the name was before it was Friends of Tom? 
don't know if I know that. That's a trivia. That's that's some good trivia for people. What was Friends of Tom called before Friends of Tom? I wonder if anybody will get it. But uh, but what matters right now is what you have for the topic. Well, before I give you the topic, can I just I just want to express some uh, gratitude to you mm-hmm. and the best show and all the guys there. You guys make such great stuff, you know, Pat, Mike, Slaw Dog, of course, John Worcester. Um, mm-hmm. You know, over the last, like, so many years, you guys have helped me, like, like your show is so awesome and it just brought me so much joy and so much fun. And you've introduced me to some of my favorite all-time acts like Kurt Vile and Ty Siegel. Um, you know, help me dive back into stuff like John Cale and, and, and I can't tell you how many times I've listened to like the gathering of the juggalos or your jazz man clip. Just. Really, that's really very cool. kind. I'm glad you've been, you've been on board for a while and that's very, that's very kind of you to say. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, this summer, um, you know, my daughter, uh, got Hodgkin's lymphoma and, uh, you know, thankfully she, as of last month, she's in complete remission. Oh, and, uh, that, that, thank God. That's yeah. Yeah. I was, you know, that. I was just always able to check in with you and you guys do just to, when I needed a laugh and take some stress off and you guys were always there and, Thank you so much. Oh, of course. That's, 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 I know it sounds, it might sound corny, but one of the reasons I love doing the show is for, uh, for, for my own glorification. I'm kidding. No, it's for, um, no, it's for, it's cause it's a, it's a thing we all enjoy together. I enjoy doing it. You enjoy listening. You call and now you're doing the show and I'm enjoying you being on the show. It's a shared experience. And, uh, I'm glad that the spirit of the show could help you through some, uh, tough, tough times. Thank you. Just wanted to say thank you very much. Of course. It's, have, it's, it's you- amazing and very, uh, uh, hopefully, obviously, but uh, you, she just keeps getting stronger and healthier, and this will be just a a part of her a part of her past. Before you know, sixteen, it. Years, 16 years old, she says she believes is part of her metamorphosis. Absolutely, no, she's she's got a lot to do and a, a a lot to a lot of fun experiences ahead, and it's it's great that um, she'll go through it with some perspective and and just really appreciate everything. So that's very powerful, and I'm glad she's doing uh, better. Thank you very much. I do have – I haven't been able to listen tonight to see if we can get the RS feed to work, but I do have Bugs Bunny. You think Bugs Bunny would be uh, – uh... I think, see, I think the thing about Bugs Bunny to me, Bugs Bunny just wants to be left alone. Right. I don't think, I don't think you'd see Bugs Bunny unless you were bothering Bugs Bunny. Which would lead you to suffer through Bugs Bunny. So if you're in his presence, something good ain't. I, I, I think, yeah, I think Bugs Bunny, in, if you were in real life to meet Bugs Bunny, it'd be like, 
Man, Bugs Bunny a little aloof. I think Bugs Bunny would be more aloof unless you were shooting at him, for example, or trying to ruin his little rabbit hole. Uh, then, then you'd, then you'd, then you would be in trouble because he would come. You'd be on his radar. You just don't. You're not going to be friends with Bugs Bunny. No, he has no friends. Pretty some much. Say da- some people say Daffy Duck's his friend, but I don't think so. Yeah, I don't know if they are actually friends. Uh, that might be slightly more, um, more, um, more, uh, more. Uh, I think we all might want to be Bugs Bunny, but we all realize we are Daffy Duck. That's a good one, though. That that one, that's a thinker. You just dropped on my head. What about Clifford? You just dropped a thinker on my head. Another one of your favorites. What about Clifford? Oh, it'd be awful. It'd be absolutely terrifying. There's no there. That that kid is a demon. In real life, Clifford would be the all time worst. Fun from a distance. Not if he's your kid. Oh yeah, it would be. It's fun to watch Clifford destroy uh, his uncle's life. It's another thing to be his uncle and watch your life get dismantled. Got news for you. There's a bomb under City Hall. Imagine that. Your own words thrown back. Now you're under arrest. Um. Those are two really good ones. Do you have any others? I think that's it. Well, I'm going to say this to you, my friend. I'm I'm very I'm sorry you have got you and your your kid have gone through what you've gone through. I'm happy that you're getting through it though. That's a huge huge uh thing and uh I just it's going to keep going the same way and uh just keep moving through it. And then you'll be moving past it before you know it. It's already passed, brother. We're done. Jeez. Great. I'm We're glad rushing. to hear it. We're doing great. Thank you again. Oh. You guys are wonderful. Appreciate it. Oh. All right. Well, you have a great night. I'll talk to you soon. You too. Be good. Okay. All right. Thanks. Bye. Um, let's take another call, please. Two more? Two more. All right. Here we go. Hello, Best Show. Hey, Tom, how you doing? Good, good. Who's this? This is Andrew in Los Angeles. Andrew in Los Angeles. Do I know this, Andrew? We have not spoken before. This is my first time calling. Well, I'm going to say to you right now, welcome to the show, Andrew. Thanks for having me. Where in in Los Angeles are you? In K-Town. Ah, yeah, very, very nice. Very right nice. in the middle of everything. Yeah, very nice. I love it. So, why, 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 what do you got for me, buddy? Got two characters. Um, I should say that I have not been able to listen while I've been on hold, so I'm hoping nobody said them before. But uh, here goes. Uh, first and foremost, um, Tony Stark, aka Iron Man. Yeah. Would be my first choice. Has anyone said Ins- that yet? Insufferable. Insufferable. Absolutely. 
Um, and in real life, very dangerous because the closest person I can think of to Tony Stark is Elon Musk. Um, and that we all know how that would go. Um, if Elon Musk had an Iron Man suit, mm-hmm. that would not be good for anyone. Um, I mean, Tony know. Stark is basically uh, Donald Trump Jr. Kind of, yeah, because he's right, because he would have had a rich dad who also, you know, who handed him everything. So, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's probably a better analog, if you will. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, you know, that's my first choice. Honestly, though, any superhero has some level of pathology. Hero complexes in general are just bad news. Hmm. I don't know if you have any thoughts yeah. on that. Yeah, yeah. No, I hear you. Yeah. That's a good one. Yeah. And then uh, number two would be um, from the 100-acre wood, figure the tiger. Huh. Yeah. Interesting. Tell, say- tell, explain why, because I'm not as, I'm not as uh, up to speed on... Um, uh, I, I forgot all that Winnie the Pooh business. Yeah, see, see, I grew up with that, so I'm a little more. But anyway, Tigger, you know, there's there's actually several characters from Winnie the Pooh. You're a little, you're a little more what? You're you're not a you're younger than me. Is that what you're going to say? Possibly, possibly. Yeah, that that stuff it. is from 150 years ago. Yeah, it predates I, all of us. I had VHSs of the of the Disney. Okay, so well, maybe, maybe it generally, maybe it's it's. Look, I remember it. I just haven't seen it in so long. So yeah. yes, okay. So now you're saying you're saying it's been longer for me because I'm older than you. I got gotcha. you. That's that, fine. Not that much, but a little bit. But anyway, so what am I supposed to go? You uh, want me? What do you want me to go? Uh, go get my uh, hot water bottle and, and and sit and watch uh, sit and watch Wheel of Fortune. <laughs> Put a Werther's original, have a Werther's original, treat myself, nice snack. <laughs> oh boy, I earned this. I earned this Werther's original. Mmm, yeah. that's some butter. Now that's some. Why are these so hard? Why can't they make softer ones? <laughs> oh man, sorry, I didn't mean to. Uh, I'm, jo- I'm I'm joking, buddy. Don't obviously. worry. So the reason so, I chose- so tell me why yeah. Tigger would be. Not would be awful in real life. Well, I mean, it's really just the liability. Um, you know, like you could invite all of the Winnie the Pooh characters to a party, and mm-hmm. they would all probably would all negatively impact the party in some way. But I, Tigger would be the only one who would like destroy your property and or have the cops show up from a noise complaint. Mm-hmm. So, you know, like, yeah, yeah, Eeyore's kind of a bummer. Um, Piglet will stress you out, but mm-hmm. only Tigger will destroy your stuff or have the cops call on you. So that's why. Oh, that tail, that tail's pretty cool, right? Yeah, it is. It that is. That springy tail? Yeah, I mean, that's I, the thing. Like, someone, uh, did you ever hear me talk about when I, I had a, someone I was meeting, I was, here's a story I'm going to say. I was working okay. on a TV show. I was between seasons. There was a a change at the very top Mm. of the show. There was a change in, 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 uh, in, uh, leadership. I met with the new leadership, Mm. the new person running the ship. And they said 
to me. Oh, I pick up on like an Eeyore vibe from you. Oh, no. Yeah, I've never been so hurt in all my life. I, I mean this from the bottom of my heart. I think about that and it gets me up in the morning and I see this person's name show up on different shows and I want to, I I want them to realize that that was an awful thing to say and that, well, I don't care about an awful things. I just want to, I just want to burn. I just want to torch them with some, with, uh, some old fashioned, uh, uh, success. You know what I mean? Exactly. Yeah. Kind of makes me want a little, not revenge. Cause I don't care. I, you do, you just do the best you can with these things and you can't get caught up in revenge or whatever. But to say that to me when it's my job, uh, me, like I'm dancing now for a job and I quit. I quit. Okay. I, I said, I can't work here. I left all the, I left basically, I lost basically a year's worth of money. Cause Ooh. it's like, it was going to be forced to either work with somebody who for a year to work with somebody who said, I give off a, a Eeyore vibe or to just go figure my own business out. And I left and I lost uh, basically a year's worth of pay just to not have to be around that person. Oh, and that man. is really unfair and like that this is because they didn't want me working there so they were trying to do everything they could to drive me to make it not uh not a place i wanted to be so that's why they would say stuff like that and they were really awful to me in the meeting and in a variety of other ways and they basically walked me to the edge of the cliff and then i took a step forward to get away and they're like he jumped you know what i mean yeah that's a bummer man it was, yeah, but look here, this is what I'm going to say. The one thing that this person, I see the things that this person works on, they're not very good. They work a bunch. Are any of the things good? No, they're not. But you know what? Who, I'm, 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 a, I'm the rat bastard. And I gotta, I gotta keep pushing. I had a bad week last week, my friend. Bad week. Oh, yeah. Two, had, had a couple true setbacks career wise last week, like legit ones. Ooh. But you know what? I got to keep picking myself up off the ground, dusting myself off. Because that person said I got an Eeyore vibe. They got an Eeyore vibe from me. I'm going to be like, yeah, does that sound like Eeyore to you now? When I get something. What, what, what am I doing here? What am I? What am I? Is, am I, am I uh, I'm bearing my soul here. That's okay. I don't wow. Care. You're uh, the best show audience. You're my friends. Yeah. And we talk honestly. And I'm trying to just share certain things, but I had a really bad week. A couple things fell through that I worked a long, long time on. Um, but I'm trying to just keep it going and I want to get something going. So the person who said I give off an Eeyore vibe can eat some humble pie. Yeah. Look, I might give off a Tigger. I'd be, it's like I could pick up a real Tigger vibe from you, but cool. Like a kind of loud, loud, fun character. I could take that. Eeyore. Yeah. I yeah. almost called my book Eeyore Vibe. <laughs> great book, I'm by not, the way. What's that? Uh, great book, by the way. Wait, 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 wait. I couldn't hear you. What was that? Fantastic book. 
It never ends. Oh no, so, thank you. of course. I'm just being a creep. <laughs> I, read um, it. I read it and then listened to the audio book with my girlfriend. Oh. Both enjoyed it tremendously. Oh, thank you so much. I'm very happy with it. And uh, yeah, but but that Eeyore vibe thing that was just meant to that was just meant to drive me away. It's like who could who could work for somebody who would say that? And that's yeah. what their intent was because they wanted to hire all their people. Right. And they didn't want to inherit me, even though I had a contract. Uh, so they got me to break my own contract just to for my own mental sanity. Whatever. What are you going to do? Right? What are you going to yeah. do, my friend? So, I don't know. Well, I have some ideas so, as to that might be based on my extremely limited experience in television, but I'm not going to name any names. I'm not going to even ask you. Not, obviously, you're not going to name names. But. I'm not going to name names. I'll yeah. just, uh, you know. Not hard to figure out if you really want to put two and two together, but um, I probably will, to be honest. <laughs> what's that? I probably will look it up. No, you'll probably go. It's not. It's not hard. You go. You put it together. Yeah. Not hard to figure out. Um. So what? Uh. What else you got? Anything else? Those are the two that I had off the top of All my right. head. I could go further with like superheroes or whatever, but I'd rather keep it simple. No, that's good. Not. We we did a lot, and you got me to crack and spill way too much about my life. Uh, uh, God bless you. You're like, you're like, uh, the, you're like the, uh, you're like, uh, Barbara Walters here getting me to open up and, 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 and cry. Oh man. Well, uh, I'll take that as a compliment, I guess. It was Thank a you. compliment. Well, thanks. Tom, All right, great buddy. To talk to thanks you. so much. Thanks, Same here. It was great talking to you too. All right. Bye. Bye. All right. Final call. Final call. Here we go. Hello, Best Show. Best Show, hi. Hello. Hello. Hello, hi. Welcome to the Best Show. Oh, hi, Tom. Hi. To whom am I speaking? This is Emily. Emily? Where are you you calling from, Emily, if you don't mind me asking? Not specifically, not your home address. Like (laughs) what, what city? Um, uh, the region of Cape Cod. Okay. Well, I appreciate you calling, Emily. How are you tonight? I'm doing all right. Doing all right. What's your pick? Have you seen, how many Oscar movies have you seen, Emily? Ooh, um, not many, but, um, I'm definitely going to be watching, uh, the On Cinema Oscar special anyway. Mm Mm-hmm. No, that would that would be cool. I have not done well. Yeah, I'm looking this year. forward to that. So, I'm are you a Greg all... head? Where who? Where do you stand uh, on that? Uh, yeah, I'm a, I'm a Greg head. He's got the expertise. Yeah, I go both. I I go back and forth. I think I'm I think I'm a little bit of both. Hard for <laughs> me to respect. pick. I respect that. It's yeah. the same for me too. Hmm. <laughs> Hey, duty out. Yeah. Did, yeah. <laughs> duty out. Did you ever, um, who said, did, who said yes? I thought Pat said, yeah. Oh. Did you ever, um, did you ever find that clip that we were, that you mentioned off air? The kid getting mentioned on a thing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Hold on. I can send it right to you. Mm, my, my. Okay. Maybe we'll play that. Do you think it would be tacky to play it? I think it might be tacky. Never no, mind. not at all. No, you got to play it. 
Okay. So let's go. So, so uh, Emily. Yes. What do you got for the topic? Um. Well, I was thinking about it, and I kind of thought that. Um, I mean, he would kind of suck in real life, just that in that he would be annoying. But maybe Reed Rothschild, played by John C. Riley and Boogie Nights, because he's always oh, trying yeah. to. Because he's always trying to one-up everyone. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just think that, like, he's kind of a chill guy and, you know, he might be fun to hang around, but, you know, he'd be one-upping you at the gym and, like, at parties, you'd share a fun fact and then he'd have to say a funner fact. Yeah, it would be like a, a just a, a, like, just the level of, like you said, one-upsmanship and, and, and competition, this, like, this one-sided competition yeah. would just be, it would be truly exhausting. And he, he seems like a stunted little kid. Yeah, he does. And he doesn't seem like a horrible guy because, I mean, he does seem chill and, and you know, he, he could probably be, like, a, a good friend in some ways. But, um, but yeah, he's kind of just insecure and he's just kind of a braggart. And I just, I get really tired of it, I think. I think it would and be pretty exhausting. Do you really think, draining. do you think, do you think that Reed is the most exhausting character from, from Boogie Nights? Um, hmm. I'd say Scotty would drive me up the wall, maybe a little more Scotty, than Reed. You know, even. Scotty would, you know, Scotty, Scotty's probably the sweetest one, but he would probably drive me nuts too. Um, yeah, I, think, I think Scotty would burn you out. <laughs> yeah, probably. Although, Maybe, I don't know, Roller Girl might, but um, um, I think Scotty's a sweetheart, though. Sure. I yeah. think as long as they, they got that, uh, all that uh, 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 Bolivian marching powder hanging around, that everybody's going to be a little unpredictable. <laughs> like, you're going to get, you're going to get a lot of people on their worst days. <laughs> That's a, that's a really good point. <laughs> now, now, Emily, what about this? Do you think, and please correct me if I'm wrong, do you think that you could do some sort of personality evaluator if you ask people what their favorite and least favorite Paul Thomas Anderson movies are? Do you think you could tell what type of person you're talking to based on what their favorite and least favorite Paul Thomas Anderson movie is. I think there might be something there. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, I think, I mean, I've I've kind of, you know, checked people out that way a little bit, but... Um, but what would you know, be your I, favorite? I a, well, Magnolia. Um, okay. Ah, really? Uh, there, Make it sound like I have something figured out. My, oh, Magnolia, eh? <laughs> well, there will be blood. Is my all, like my all time favorite? Okay, so um, th- there will be blood. Is your all time favorite? What would be your least favorite? My least um, heart eight. And and it's and it's all relative. It's all it's all relative. So you know, it's not like yeah. For me, it is at heart least. Eight. It's not like there's a. It's not like if, if wherever my least favorite one would be. It's not like I think it's 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 great. But right. it's not. It's just my personal least favorite. You know what I mean? 
Exactly. Yeah, I mean, I can watch. I can watch all of them, but um, I I would say, well, for sure, um, there will be blood. I saw that so many times in the theater. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, Boogie Nights was the first one I saw. I was like a teenager, and I kind of snuck in to see it. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, like I paid, but um, they sure. didn't. You know, kind of. But you snuck in because you were you were not old enough to buy a ticket for. No, I was like. 14 or something so yeah um but uh did you buy a ticket for a different movie no it was a cool little art house here on the cape and um i eventually worked there when i was older but um Mm. no i think they just probably felt bad because i was kind of i was alone for one on Mm. a friday night and um they were probably just like let this awkward kid you know see your movie see the the movie about pornography yeah. Let's let this all. This kid seems lonely. Let's let them see the the three hour movie about pornography. Yeah. I turned out fine. <laughs> you did turn out fine. I'm just saying, at the theater though, they've got to make some snap decisions. Um, I'm glad you got okay. in to say what would be your least favorite. You said, did you say Heart Eight? I did. I know it's probably a common one, but um, I don't know. I just. I, it, like you said, like I, I don't dislike it at all. I mean, it's a great movie, but if I had to, if I had to, you know, rank them, I mean, that probably would be on the lower, you know, end of it. Yeah. But I, I would agree with that, know. and I would put it on the lower end. But I recently watched it again, and I don't know if I would put it at the bottom. But I don't know what would go at the bottom. Huh? Uh, you know, you I haven't right? seen it in like fifteen or at least ten years, so maybe I should. Yeah. watch it again you know what i think might go on the bottom for me not phantom thread no phantom thread's the top phantom thread's yeah. my one of my favorite movies ever um even though one of the producers on the best show described it as a movie about sewing um <laughs> well when julie has another name for it i think right? julie called it something about mushroom toilet, toilet or something toilet or whatever <laughs> what did she call it the toilet tailor on the on the, the toilet ta- tailor on a toilet or something like that, yeah, yeah. which sounds like something you'd buy at Spencer's Gifts, right? Um, like it seems like some weird tailor on a toilet bank. Like it would be like a bank <laughs> that like the toilet would flip up or something when you put money in it. Um, no, I um, I might put licorice pizza at the bottom. Oh. Look, yeah. I and I and I and I really like it. I like it a lot. Yeah. I just in terms of certain things I might just say I it, it might just be the way it shakes out because they they got to go somewhere. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like that's the unfortunate yeah. part about lists. It's there's like a there's like a cruelty to it almost. Because you're putting things you like in the in the lowest slot and you're like no but i that usually that means i think it sucks but i think it's great but in terms of i think it might be slightly uh minor in the scheme of things for me and i don't mean because he's 15 i don't mean that kind of minor well my friend was so upset by the trailer that it kind of i think i had some bias going into it Mm -hmm. um got really mad about the music for the trailer and but i agree with you i mean i i don't think you can go wrong with paul thomas anderson no i don't Um, think so either 
I will say I was slightly irritated that he used the song Stumbling In by, uh, oh, who's it by again? John, uh, our love is a light and so it begins foolishly laying our hearts on the, that song on the table and stumbling mm-hmm. it. This one came out in like 1978 and it was the first thing I knew when I was watching the movie. I'm just like, come on. This didn't come out in 73. What are you doing to me? What are you doing, PTA? I almost walked out, and I was at a screening that he was at. I almost was like, this is garbage. This is garbage. This song came out in 1978. No, I, um, yeah. Very telling. Emily, you are a great caller, Emily. Oh, thank you. I I've, and I actually I got into the best show through um, Double Threat, so thank you. Oh, that's amazing! Oh, that's so nice to hear. That's 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 what I like to hear is that all the shows are working in tandem. Definitely. And well, thank you so much for that. And I'm glad you got through. And I'm glad you called. And please call again. <laughs> Yes, I hope you're feeling better. Oh, thank you so much. I'll talk to you soon. Bye right, bye. Okay. That was nice. That's a nice caller. See? Good stuff. Dudio, you sure I can play this? It's not gonna sound I think it's tacky. I don't think it's tacky. Alright, let's take a vote. At the end of this, we'll take a vote if people think it was tacky or not. <laughs> Okay, okay. Okay. And also, do you have any of those, those, uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson? Did you find any other ones? I, let's play this and I'll find you another one. Oh, okay. okay. I do, I do have them. Okay. Yeah. All right. I don't know. I'm going to play this. It's from the WGA. No, this is tag. I can't. I can't do it. Never mind. I can't do it. Uh, I'll, maybe I'll put it on Instagram, but I can't do it on the show. Can't do it. Um, really? It's great. Yeah. yeah no, that's fine. All right. Uh, I just can't. I get self. Uh, no, no, uh, I get it. I get it. So, yeah, let's, uh, we can wrap it up. Let's wrap it up. And uh, let's do, uh, Pat. Yo. You have any, um, anything you want to announce? Um, your friend, your 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 friend who passed away. There was a a, a memorial fund. Yeah, there is a GoFundMe, still- and um, that is going to a a weekend we're going to have at the end of April uh, in Jersey City. Um, information to follow, and we will have hopefully some bands playing and an art show and more to be announced uh, as. As time gets closer to that date, but um, okay, and and people can check out your Twitter and 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 for that link. Sure, yeah, the link is on my Twitter one eight hundred Pat Byrne, and um, and I retweeted it too. It's on my thread somewhere. Thank so, you for um, that. It's just yeah, GoFundMe, uh, Chuck Daly forever, and all the all the money that uh, that we raise that we don't use towards celebrating his life will go towards uh, mental health charity. So that's great. The money will be well spent. That's great. Um, do you know anything? I have a Neil deGrasse Tyson. Oh, let's hear it. 
The song Fly Me to the Moon also references Jupiter, Mars, and the stars. Fly me to the moon, let me play among the stars, and let me see what spring is like on Jupiter and Mars. FYI, due to its axial tilt, Mars does actually experience spring. Jupiter, not so much. How did he, how did he spell that sound? Which sound? That, uh, that's uh, M-M-M-M-M-P-H. Okay. That's him going, mm, mm. <laughs> Yeah, he he needs to. He thinks that's a fun gimmick, but it's honestly, it's just like your your buddy uh, that you claim to know, uh, where it's always like, I swear he was just here a second ago. Uh, Alan uh, blames everything, um, where it's just like, just don't you just don't have to you don't have to rain on everybody's parade with with all your things, and be like, see how I ruined it? Isn't that fun? And then he has one that is just simply, the film A Marriage Story should have instead have been named Divorce Story. He's right about that, though, right? Yeah, no, no. He's not wrong. He's not wrong, You're right. You're right. No, sure. No, but that doesn't have to be said. (laughs) Just like like you call... Just like you could call someone, uh, uh, you call big guy tiny or, uh, <laughs> shorter person stretch. Yeah. Uh, is he going to go yeah. through that next? <laughs> what? <laughs> what? <laughs> actually, that movie should have been called, uh, actually, the movie Men in Black should have been called Men and a Woman in Black because at the end, uh, Linda Fiorentino becomes a, an agent also. <laughs> Give me a break. Neil deGrasse Tyson. It's a snooze. And, and, and dude, you got the Hawk is out the yeah. season finale. Is that what I hear? Uh, season finale is coming up. And, uh, yeah. We yeah, we people, have someone we want to be on the season finale. I just that's uh, cool. That's I haven't cool. I haven't emailed you yet. Well, would you need to get their email from me? Is that what yeah, you're... that's exactly what I'm? Yeah, I'm going to need to get a couple emails from you. Sure, sure. And who? Well, we'll I'll I'll help you out with that. <laughs> Thank you, Mike. Any plugs? Uh, I'm going to plug St. Peter's. Uh, take the points. Oh God! If, if you do well, <laughs> I feel like feel like we're on the. If you do well, like, you know, give like Mike a little like, taste. Yeah, it's yeah, a DraftKings podcast. Yeah. I remember when remember when we did those. So take oh, Mike's God. saying take the points. Remember when we were doing those DraftKings ads, and oh God, get locked into this. Basically, I'll say this: you get locked into a deal, and. Yeah, look, it's on me to have ultimately said I can't do these immediately. I should have said that. I tried to make it work, honestly, because I wanted the best show to work and was scared <laughs> it was going to go under and tried to give as much of a chance for all that to work. And I'm not blaming it on anybody but myself. But there was the one day, five minutes before the show starts, that suddenly New York State declares one of those sites was like under investigation There's and then fan I've got to read FanDuel. Then I got to yeah. read an ad for them five <laughs> minutes after the New York state, like attorney general says they're investigating FanDuel. Now and it's all on the up and up. Now it's all in the up and up. But at that point it seemed like it was a little sketchy. 
Um, Does California have legalized sports betting? I couldn't tell you, Mike. No. I, I mean, you, you you haven't come across these shows then? These b- betting shows, it's a whole thing now. It's a new industry in television. These betting shows where a bunch of idiots sit around on chairs and pontificate about what they would do, mm-hmm. you know. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's the easiest show you could make. And they, yeah, they're, they're not held accountable. Show. They don't come back the next day and, no, and, so like, and hey, say, hey, everyone, I'm so losses. sorry. I'm so sorry. I, went, I gave you the wrong advice. Yeah, I went three and eleven on the football <laughs> games for the week. If you listen to me, yeah. odds are you lost a lot of money. So yeah. I truly apologize. <laughs> really sorry. Um, no. Well, that's the whole thing with sports radio in general, where Mike Francesa would just go blah blah blah. This game is going to be a thing. Blah blah blah. There's no way the Yankees can you know lose this game because they got too much firepower with the thing. And then the Yankees lose the game ten to two, and then he's the next day he's like he's like the arm on the one pitcher the thing like he starts yelling about why they lost never, he never eats crow never, never eats crow. crow none of them ever do Colin <laughs> Colin Cowherd oh my uh, god yeah. oh god I'm like this guy's a bust this guy'll never make it this other guy's great <laughs> you never hear you only hear why the facts were the facts. Never, and I got it wrong. Uh, all right, everybody. We're going to say goodnight. And Best Show will be back next week. And thanks, everybody who listened. And I want to also say um, one thing to announce. Oh, yeah, our friend Emma Healy has a book out. Uh, and we'll talk about it. We'll talk next week about it. We'll talk to Emma next week. She has a really great book out. All right, thanks, everybody. Bye.